When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's good news and there's bad news. Are we recording? We are recording. Oh, okay. The so good that's news good is news. Um, I've learned how to make tortiere, tortiere, however you want to say is it. Is that how you say it? Tortiere. Yeah. Tortiere. <laughs> um, which is a beautiful flaky pie crust mm-hmm. that we got that recipe from your mom. And mm-hmm. it has uh, Crisco that's flavored like butter. It's the best. Flour. Mm-hmm. Water. Mm-hmm. A little bit of vinegar. We'll put the... Egg. The egg, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. A little salt. We married that with a French Canadian traditional recipe mm-hmm. that you find on the internet. Very traditional. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I'm not from France or from Quebec, but uh, my family is uh, French, and we made this recipe. A lot of people have things like that. It's fantastic. There's so many good recipes. We found it on all recipes, I believe. They always have the best, I think. Yeah. So, anyways, um, that's the good news. We've learned how to make it mm-hmm. a couple of years in a row. So. Yeah, you made it at my mom and Larry's mm. two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. And I, growing up, we always had it. And I love it. I love it. The bad news is I just broke a chair. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. But Sean was like scooting so in. And then it went, I heard the snap. And I was like, oh, and he's like, a leg just fell off. <laughs> well, that's how you know the holiday festivities are over. Back to the gym. <laughs> Too much tortilla. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think we just got cheap chairs from Home Depot. And I think it just, we have to. I don't know what we're going to do. Probably have to get new chairs, I think. I don't know if you can repair that. It just broke. No. It just broke, you guys. We'd have to like drill in a medical, a medical, a metal rod. A medical metal rod. Yeah. It's got to put like a. It doesn't work when it's on particle board. Particle board is, you know, when it's in its natural form, <laughs> which is wood. But mm-hmm. no, when it's, uh, when it's all glued and formed properly, that stuff is okay. But the second it's compromised, it's done. It's over. It's dust. We'll fire up the burn pile tonight and, uh, Burn that leg? Yeah. We could Burn just the sit, whole chair. We could just take the legs off and sit on the ground. Yeah. Like a video game chair, <laughs> well, you know? Well, it's like what they have at the place Unplug I used to go for meditation. They right. had these little, like, chairs that you would... They were, they were not chairs. They had no legs. They were just backs and butts. And you'd, like, fold it forward and then back to get it to the place you wanted it, whether mm. you wanted to be straight up, back, yeah. or totally reclined. So here we are. It is the weird period between Happy Christmas... Happy New Year! Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sean forgot what's happening. Well, no, because yeah. we're recording in A couple between. days before, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so it's that uh-huh. weird lull where everything's out of sync. Sync. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. I was just teasing you. I was thinking about something. and uh, But yeah, so those days where you're working, but you're not working, but you're preparing for the coming year. So mm-hmm. you're like trying to get ahead of things, but you're not really getting ahead of things. It sounds like this is your journal. Yeah. Dear diary. 51 weeks out of 52 weeks. <laughs> oh, so mm-hmm. uh, I completely shit the bed last week in um, math on OTDM. Oh, yeah, I heard. Yeah. In the comments, people let me know. I know that World War II didn't happen in the 1960s. It was just when I was doing the math, I... Uh, you did some bad math. I lost 20 years. <laughs> 
I'm not bad two at history. I'm just bad at math. Plus two. Yeah. Two goes into four. Sixteen. Six. It's like that meme where that lady's going, and all the numbers are swirling around, yeah. and like the Pythagorean theorem. I don't count backwards. I just count forwards. That's, yeah. Right. It's all that counts. <laughs> yeah. So Sean, Sean can't count. He broke a chair. I'm throwing away 2021 like it's trash. Trash. 2022 on this podcast, I will be enunciating. I will be fact checking. We will be doing deep dives into darn dangerous diddly do stories. <laughs> alliteration, folks. We're going to dabble really, in really alliteration. Really, really for that alliteration. <laughs> Your alliteration <laughs> makes no sense. You're garbage. Hot garbage. No, no you're doing fine. But um, I don't think you're going to enunciate in 2022. Let's I'm just going call to try it. to enunciate on our podcast. You heard it here, folks. For one or two weeks, Sean will try to enunciate and then go back into being regular you. Because like it's fine. I like how we've appropriated the Dark Horses <laughs> podcast. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. Or how? What does he say? Oh, uh, he doesn't say that. He says it all the time. You heard it here first, folks. No? No. No. Oh. Not I'm that. sure people said it before he did, I'm, but yeah, you heard it here first. It's like a, you know, extra, extra. Read all about it. That's true. But he, he always says, "Welcome, folks." Yeah. To another episode, and then they make some joke about the numbers. Right, like right. It's a prime number, and I'm like, who cares? <laughs> um, but anyway, what what's happened today? There was something else I want to oh, talk about. So oh, much. So Roxy girl is good, but she got another demerit at school. Now, she hasn't started actual school yet, but she's gone to doggy daycare, and this is her second demerit. And both times it's for her energy level that she, like, really wants to play. Well, that's a lie. The first time it was because she was, like, almost being predatorial towards another dog. I guess the other dog didn't want to play with her, but she wouldn't take no for an answer. It wasn't consensual. She followed them around until they had to separate her from this other dog that was like, stop. This time, her and another dog were really playing hardcore, and they were afraid it was going to turn into a scuffle. So they had to separate them. Two demerit points. But it's really funny to me because when I, when we go to pick her up, they didn't call this time to let us know that she'd ha- had a kerfuffle because it only happened, she said, like an hour or two before we got there. But anyway, so when you get there to pick her up, you have to sign this paper that tells you what, what happened. And it's like witnesses. And it says, like, you know, like Julia and Steve and, and, and Sean and whatever. Not this Sean, another Sean. And all the people who work there, whose names are actually more like uh, Griffin and uh, Kalilia and, you know, different names. M- Malika. Millennium names. Yeah. Millennial names. Mm, even maybe like Gen Z names. Gen Z. Okay. Anyways, because they're very young. But they make you sign this paper that like, okay, the owner's signature mm-hmm, i sign it katie st louis yep 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 and they they tell you about it while you're signing and i just cannot pretend to take it seriously <laughs> spoken like a modern day parent well i mean you know it's like it's not my problem school they had these five witnesses because my my first question to her when she said oh her and this dog you know almost got into a fight and i'm like oh were they like, did they seem to not like each other, like showing their teeth? And she's like, well, they were just like growling, biting, playing. But the play, you know, is turning a little more aggressive. And I was like, oh, yeah, she gets that way. Um, and she's like, well, yeah, but one of them could have been hurt. And I was like, well, was anybody hurt? Are there any scratches or should I look for anything? She's like, no, no, we separated them. And I'm like, okay. I don't know if you know this, Stacy 257, but um, 
I don't speak dog, I am not going to be able to punish her after <laughs> the know. fact. I'm going to get her home and be like, hey, so how did school go today? Okay, good. You know, I talked to your teacher and... Uh, She's already on to the next thing. She forgot all about it. Yeah. You know what she does when she we get her home from daycare? Sleeps. Mm-hmm. We bathe her because daycare is disgusting. And then and she dreams of... Uh, playing with dogs yeah. the whole night. <laughs> she was running in reverse, which was real... That's a sign of a smart dog. So you know how they... They go like yeah. this, right? Their little paws paddle forward. Well, maybe she was the one that was being chased. So she, she was doing it backwards. I've never seen her do that before. In her sleep? Yeah. I didn't notice. She was, she was scooching backwards. Maybe she's moonwalking. She's learned a new thing. Maybe we're accidentally taking her to dance daycare. Right. Dance, she's dance. Got, got the moonwalk down. Anyways, I don't know what they want us to do about that. I mean, I it's don't a piece either. of paper. I, like we hung it up on the wall. We were pretty proud of no, it. I actually, we were like, garbage. hey, look. <laughs> oh. What am I going to do? File it away? demerits from roxy and yeah. then when she's older shame her with them when she doesn't remember what happened yeah well, even today she doesn't remember what happened i'm pretty sure i don't know she's probably like that dog was fun we were having a really good time anyway so they come out and they're all serious like mm-hmm. and i'm like oh okay and then i'm like thank you very much bye and then i throw that thing away I'm like you told me and i get it it's probably a cya thing meaning cover your ass where they're like right. hey we can't have your dog here anymore why not my well, dog's perfect oh my You're god like, well, that dog, dog that came out before our dog was not perfect made me feel good because roxy's a puppy so the only thing they keep telling us is she's high energy and part of me thinks that maybe we should take her to daycare or at least dog parks or play dates like three times a week so she can like get her energy out but at home she's like totally fine and they don't say that she's like misbehaving in any other way other than like wanting to play Ooh, that's too a good much. name that's a good nickname misbehaving What's with all this weird nicknamey stuff with Miss? Something? You gotta have an angle. You gotta have a catch. If this no. dog's gonna take flight in the Instagram world or wherever, you know. I think people just like animals, so just call it Roxy, the mixed terrier. Okay, we'll see how that goes in the marketing class. Anyway, so we are waiting for them to bring her out, and when they bring her out, she's like waggy waggy. She always pees right before I put her on the leash, and then she off she goes with us and she doesn't jump she doesn't freak out she's just like she's been playing all day so she's tired this other dog came out first of all the owner's an idiot because when they bring them out you're supposed to like meet them at the gate because they have like a loose leash on them and they want you to like hook up your leash and then take your fucking dog because they've been watching it all day this stupid lady stands all the way on the other side of the parking lot and crouches with her phone to video the dog running towards her but you forget that that dog is attached to a person who's been watching your stupid animal all day long, and it like is a maniac. It's uh, it looked like, like a, a husky blonde, mix. yeah, kind of like, like a, a golden lab meets husky. Yeah, it had a lot of energy. It did parkour across all the way across the parking lot. It was like parkour. Oh, yeah, parkour. It jumped off of the wall of the building, it was crazy. and then it was like pulling on the leash. I was like, oh, that lady's definitely getting a piece of paper. Nope, no piece. I of know, paper. no piece of paper. I think I it like, might have been on one on one or mm. training, but either way. Why didn't you help somebody out? And then she couldn't even get the leash on her own dog because it was freaking out so much that finally, so she let it, the lady made the lady walk all the way with her dog to the other end of the parking lot, then proceeded to attempt to put the leash on her dog as if she's never done it before. It took, you know, like 15 seconds later, which I know doesn't seem like that long, but in the dog's like freaking out, I'm sure to the other lady, she's like, I got more dogs. I got to get out of here. So she says to her, let's just take her straight to your car. Which car is yours? And I'm like, yeah, she's like, take your dog please and that's when it parkoured all over the place and i was afraid it was going to try to jump on that other car but then i realized that was her car so i was like if it does it does because it was like on the wall on the wall throwing itself at the end of the leash it was a crazy dog and then it made me feel really good about roxy because she just came out like 
hey mom okay yep. i gotta pee okay i'll get in the car and that was it off we went yep 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 so that's, so that's our puppy parlance that's a little bit update there we switched out foods we have uh, yep. a new food that she really likes it's salmon and beef and smells like uh, salmon very strong the back of the the beef and uh <laughs> salmon that may have been sitting on the shore for a little no, while No, it just smells really fishy it's not so good but she loves it i don't know how she eats it because it's like this you know what a freeze-dried it's stella and chewy raw like like freeze-dried puffed dried yeah. material in the form of a puck yeah i don't think i could have more than one bite it's like the um the premium plus uh challenge that used to go around back when challenges weren't like tide pods oh you know you like mean, how many crackers how can many you crackers like oh uh, yeah this was even like before the internet crackers? you just do this as a kid you like premier oh, plus what's premier plus premium plus premium plus what's yeah. that it's a a little buttery square you mean a saltine no well yes it's a saltine that's what i would have called it, a saltine i think premium plus is, is it brand is, is it canadian, canadian brand? brand from nabisco maybe or maybe. is nabisco american I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> like when you were a kid, <laughs> you know, these internet challenges didn't start with the internet, guys. The internet challenges started before, you know, and you would do things like uh, go over to your friend's house after school and be like, hey, can you put five of these in your mouth? And you're like, yeah, sure. I could eat like 30 of them. Okay, well, why don't you You'd put like 10 in? And then all of a sudden, after a couple of bites, it turns into sawdust and you, you choke, like you, you spit out dust, you know? Yeah. I know what you're talking about because it is just too dry. Premium right. Plus is like a very generic brand and there's a shitload of companies. So I'm oh. going to put Premium Plus crackers and see if that is a true thing. That like what that means. Yeah, there it is. Oh, those. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. That's what that's what your saltines are. I just wouldn't have called them premium. I would have just said saltines. Oh, do you guys get uh, street grade? No. Street grade plus? No, we premium. premium plus but not that. That I've never seen before. That red one? Yeah. But that I've seen. Well, because that's on the Nab red one. It's Nabisco. That's what I thought. Nabisco makes everything. They make nuclear bombs. They make crackers. They make shoes. I do not know this. Maybe this is the new look. No, that's the one I grew up with. Oh, maybe it's a Canadian look. Right. Anyway. Um, you can tell because there's a maple leaf on it. Yeah, and it's really, really, really polite. No, but the, the blue and white, I've seen it, but I wouldn't have. That's what we had growing I up as those. blue and white was low sodium. <laughs> oh, I go probably. full sodium because low sodium is just. Oh, my God. Funny, funny story. It's already dry enough. You, gotta, you need the salt to activate the moisture funny quick story and we'll go back to the dryness and how she eats those dry pucks but my grandma love her i love her so much but she's not known for her her health uh when it comes to like low sodium or i don't know eating unprocessed foods because she grew up where there wasn't any processed food so she's like so what like she doesn't worry about any of that and back in the day her doctor had told her to try to cut back on her salt a little bit or something. And so, no, that's not even it. There was a sale on half the sodium salt. So like Morton salt, but like half the sodium. What's the rest of it? I don't or know. But that's be half a box. But that's just what they say. It's like low. It's like half the sodium in the salt. Hmm. I'm just, I'm just here to tell you, I don't know how they do it, but because that was on sale, my grandma got it. And then she used twice as much. <laughs> and my mom might be able to fill in more of the details but we went through this phase where we were like that's plenty grand she'd be like it's that low sodium stuff mm -mm. Yeah. she's gotta she's gotta good don't just hold on here <laughs> twice as much uh, mm -hmm. soy sauce yeah yeah hmm. interesting and for anybody i wonder who, what the extra uh the filler was if it was like anti i don't know how they make it. agents or maybe know, they like at like calcium I honestly don't know i'm gonna look that up chalk <laughs> They're cutting it with baby formula. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. How do you make low sodium salt? 
Most salt substitutes are made of potassium chloride. Uh. So low sodium salts typically replace some of the sodium in sodium chloride with potassium. So. I don't know what potassium tastes like if you just have it by itself. Okay, anyway, so the dog has been eating these dry biscuits, but doesn't eat the water with it. And I don't understand how she yeah, does She doesn't, it. like, drink anything with it. She will drink water after she's finished with all of her, like, 10, 12 pucks or whatever. And she only does that to wet her tongue so she can lick the bowl more to make sure she didn't to leave any little things. bits. Yeah. <laughs> her tongue is so dusty at that point. She needs to moisten it. It's just it like sandpaper. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, puppy parlance, everyone. Thank you. But yes, yeah, so we were, we had to go. If you guys don't know, her food has been like we had to get her on this hydrolyzed Purina Pro plan. To get her skin under control. Yeah, because she I was has, like, maybe I should go on that, you know? I know. Maybe we should. It's funny. I was thinking the other day how invested we are in like making sure that she's eating exactly what's right for her meanwhile I'm and meanwhile we just like buckets of tortier yeah we just throw shit into our body and we're like meh it'll be fine yeah. which is kind of funny because we're like oh i don't know if dogs can have onions don't give her that i think it has onion in it and we don't give her any table scraps in oh, general well, what is this 82 octane but, i'll eat it but we've given her like a little piece of rotisserie chicken we'll put that in her bowl or like a little chicken stock because i tried to get her to eat that canned food that she did not like um anyway we're so aware and then meanwhile we're just like i'm like french fries sure i know Chicken the other day i was peeling grapes for her fanning <laughs> her with a palm <laughs> frond because she said i like that and i was like okay you know no but we're so it's just funny but anyway so we're trying a couple different foods now to check her skin and see because that hydrolyzed stuff is like not i i'm assuming it could be long term but it's it's not in it our vet said just to have it on her on it for eight weeks, and it did clear up her skin. If there's anyone out in the audience who is into the formulary division of um, grain-free or puppy not. chow, grain uh, supreme or whatever, there's lots of arguments. Who is it? Nabisco who makes this dog food? <laughs> right. No, Stella and Chewy. I think is just. I don't think they've been purchased yet. There's no company that, unless it's a mom and pop shop, uh-huh. they're, they're owned by somebody. Well, who Farmer's Dog is Nestle? owned by regular I bet you people. Nestle owns them. I'll say who owns Stella and Chewy, and we'll see. We'll right. see. But anyway, um, so anyway, she's she's on her food plan now, and we'll see if her skin acts up. But I'd like to get her off of that hydrolyzed because she looks yoked. I she mean, does. She's got very vascular. She's got strong muscles, and so the dog food's doing good. Okay, so Stella and Chewy is owned by Marie Moody, founder and president of the multi-million dollar pet food company. Hmm. So it's still independently owned. I guess so. I bet you there's. Yeah, 1997, Marie Moody adopted a dog named Stella from her local animal shelter. And shortly after, Marie decided that Stella needed a companion. She adopted Chewy. Because Moody was a really sick dog. And so she created it to to help them make real food. I think that's what dogs are supposed to eat is real food. People too, though. You know, um, I've been looking at what's in the cupboard lately. And we're doing pretty good. But it's a new year. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to tighten it up a little bit or at least i'm going to you've been working out and everything but i've been I, doing i have to i honestly pull-ups in the backyard which is awesome on our uh our kids uh jungle gym or whatever you've been doing pull-ups yeah, i do pull-ups on a daily how? basis how do you now. get out there how do you get how up do I on get the, out there I go, how do you get up on the thing you just reach up their uh their monkey bars and then you oh do the, monkey the monkey bars. bars i'd be afraid they're like rotted i thing. checked i was a little okay because okay, i was like that was thing's like, like a piece of shit i know this looks like it's made for like a we can get Five you. Old, we can get so. you real things. Yeah, that's why I don't want to take down that cross member, the wood that goes between the two trees, because I think that's the perfect platform. It's already anchored in. It's a solid piece of wood. I can use that to do my Olympic sets. You know, do my um, my parallel and my um, my rings. 
uneven. Do the une- oh, speaking of the Olympics, uh-huh. um, honky tonk. Good. Yeah. Well, they're out. The NHL is out. We're out. They're done. Yeah. The rules were getting a little too stringent. Some of the players they're actually speaking out against the league. Stupid Marshawn. Well, you know, I, I get it. These guys want to play. You know, they're ending. They're in the twilight of their careers to a certain extent. And he's just a loser, though. I hate that guy. He's a hell of a player. He's just an odd dude. Like you don't lick other opponents. Yeah, he licked that guy's face. He, a lot of dirty plays. And he also just takes people out for no reason. Yeah, and but he's, he's a hell of a. And he's player. on the Bruins. Yeah. Womp womp. Where's, where's like the flush? We're playing the Hurricanes tonight. So Buzz. If oh, the Canes. Mm-hmm, if yeah, Buzz is still around. Um, Buzz uh, Mangold. Lightyear. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lightyear. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Buzz is still around, I uh, I wish you much success in winning the game tonight. I never wish for my team not to win. But we want them to be at the bottom of the barrel so we can get our number one pick. That's right. We're got to be the worst of the worst. We're adopting the Buffalo Edmonton strategy of uh, tanking. Used to be the Maple Leaves. Yeah. Then it was the Coyotes for a little while. Mm-hmm. And now it's the Canadians. Mm-hmm. Bottom of the barrel. Man, we were actually doing place. pretty good against the Lightning. Oh, it was a hell of a game. And those guys are not the Montreal Canadiens. There's only like seven players as of today that are left from the original lineup. Everyone else is sick with Although or maybe, injured. Maybe it's better if we just have our those other people. Maybe, I think it's a strategy. Maybe the other people who are sick are not so good. But how fun. Here, Here's a special thing in, mm-hmm. in, in pro sports. Okay. So there's a player who stepped on the ice his first NHL game. Yeah. And his parents are in the audience. And he scored in it. First game. First game, first goal. Yeah. Really cool moment, right? I get excited for them. And they're like little kids to me because they're so young. He's like 20 or 22 or something. They're always so young. I think his name is, he's got three names. It's uh, Harvey Raphael Pinard or Raphael Harvey Pinard or Pinard Raphael Harvey. (laughs) Just take those (laughs) three. Is he Catholic? I'm just kidding. He has three middle names. French Canadian kid, you know, so it's a big Mm -hmm, deal. mm -hmm. Um, I'm playing for the Canadians. He's got to be so stoked. I mean, imagine if you played hockey and then you make, you know what I mean? Like, and at 20, you get to play for the Canadians, like your team. You'd be fucking crazy stoked. Yeah. So it was a a cool moment. And and then we lost, which was, you know, it was fine. But it it was an overtime. So we got a point. We were playing the Stanley Cup champions Uh and we were playing really good. So anyway, there was that. That was a special moment this week. And then we're up against the Canes tonight and maybe we'll win all the way till the end. And then you never know we lose. (laughs) And then they're pulling their goalie with 10 minutes left. (laughs) What are they doing? We're tanking. This is the tank. We're going to tank because you can't be, you know, they've had a very bad year. Mm -hmm. A lot of injuries, a lot of illness. You got to take advantage of that Mm -hmm. because to be this bad, this late in the season doesn't happen easily you know you really you, have you to have really have to work to, sh- to shit, shit the bed storms <laughs> and the shit birds and everything is you know it's a shitty situation it all comes together and you're playing the shit of canes you know mm-hmm. and um so tonight are the canes doing good though are they're they phenomenal like they could team? win a cup i oh. mean they're they're a great team there's so many great teams even the leafs the leafs are doing phenomenal <laughs> they're you know i don't like the leafs yeah they'll figure out a way to, to tank it you know it's like that episode of cheers where uh cliff clavin ends up on Oh, yes, on Jeopardy, and he makes it all the way. Oh, he has all the money. And Woody is sitting in the audience with Norm, and Woody turns to Norm and says, oh, can you believe it, Norm? You know, Cliff is all the way. (laughs) He's going to win. He's not going to win, Woody. (laughs) What do you mean, Mr. Peterson? Trust me. He always sabotages. Yeah, he's going to lose. And sure enough, he he lost, you know. I forget what it was that he, he like, bet at all. Yeah, 
the three people who have not been in my kitchen was his answer because the the whatever the answer that Jeopardy puts mm-hmm. out was like let's say Jane Mansfield, um, Arthur Clark or Arthur Miller and Marilyn Mans uh, Marilyn Monroe. Geez, I'm really batting a thousand. So mm-hmm. Jane Mansfield, Arthur Miller, and Marilyn Monroe and. Cliff Clavin says, who are three people who have not been in my kitchen? And why would that be your answer? <laughs> well, it's a, he goes, it's, it's true. true. You can call my ma and ask her. <laughs> oh, my God. But then when when he says, well, show us wh- how much you bet, mm-hmm. he throws his jacket over the, the prompter. Oh, he's, like, he's like, no, no, we don't need to see what I bet, you know. He goes, obviously, I won. Well, I'm not stupid, you know. I yeah. wouldn't be-. And he says, well, we're going to have to see anyways, Cliff. So then he pulls his jacket off and he's. Archibald Leach, Bernard Schwartz, and Lucille Lassure. Uh-huh. In the category of movies, Cliff responds incorrectly with who are three people who've never been in my kitchen. <laughs> the sign and signing the amount of his wager is 22,000 big, big ones. ones. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. And, oh, and he, <laughs> he says to me, he says, Cliff, all you had to do was just not bet $1. Yeah. Like, do, you know, $21,999. He goes, he doesn't want to talk about it. And of then. No, it doesn't matter, but, but it's it's a great episode the, when they're on Jeopardy. I love it. How did we get to that? What were we talking about? Something oh, different. I don't know. Oh, the... Ways lead unto ways. You know, no, I took the, the road not taken. It was honky-tonk. Yeah. Well, so, we don't need to talk about hockey anymore. I mean, they get the point. I feel like you might want to bring your audio down because I've heard it crackle a couple of times. I'm on the verge. You're on the verge. All right. Okay, there. It's better. That way I can see it. Oh, you said, hey, that's a, a Sean story. Something happened this week. Right after Christmas, the day after Christmas, the day after Christmas or the evening after Christmas, actually. You said, well, that's a Sean story. I'll, I'll tee it up for you. I don't remember. Um, Enlighten me. Give me at least something. So Instagram really knows how to market to me. I'm sure it does to everyone else, but the ads are very relative to things that I've talked about, Mm -hmm. um, things I'm thinking about. They really know me. Okay which is disturbing, but actually pretty helpful because I was uh, complaining about sitting and posture and just blood flow, you know? And sure oh, enough. Oh, yes. So, okay. I know what you're talking about. Uh, so, an ad popped up on my Instagram and it said, Sean's uh, a sucker. The shock team at. And I was like, the shock team at? When is this? You know, like, because it looked cool in the ad. There was like a person looking all refreshed. I couldn't tell if it was a coffee commercial. Uh, a ding dong pill commercial or, you know, I but don't. the person looked really like they were feeling great. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'll try this shock tea mat, you know, and then I my, think it's a waste of money, but it's okay. Well, my dad said, Hey, what do you want for Christmas? I said, like, I, I want, want shock a shock tea mat. <laughs> and he said, okay, I don't know what the fuck That's that actually is, not but. how it happened. I was in Washington at the time. This was early in December when I was home and I was asking Sean, I'm like, you haven't told me anything that you want for Christmas. And he was like, I want, uh, an American-made bomber jacket, and I want this mat. I was like, okay. And then, like an hour later, he's like, "Yo, we didn't buy the mat yet. I think I'm gonna have my dad get it for me because he's asking for what I want, and I don't know what else I want." I was like, "I haven't." Oh yeah, that's how. It I was like, "I haven't done anything because I've been shopping for chairs with my mom all around town." We could have used her today, couldn't we? <laughs> don't worry about it. You tell your dad. So then he gets this thing, and you guys, it's like. A, fo- a fabric wrapped foam with little plastic pokers all over it. So they're little circular circles. discs mm-hmm. that are sewn. They're affixed to a what amounts to a large pillow in length. Yeah, it's like the length of let's say it's like three feet long. Yeah, the foam is fairly thin. 
And yeah, like two inches if you're just listening. He's holding his fingers up about two inches thick. Right. And the instructions say, lie down on this. And Without I was like, a shirt on for 20 minutes. Right. That's so, when you get started, right? And now if you touch it just with your thumb, it almost it, it feels sharper than fork tines. It's it's definitely like really pokey. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a thinner plastic, so it's not like it's going to pierce your skin, but it's definitely pokey. And anyway, so Sean gets this mat and he's all excited and he tries to lay down on it. But then our dog obviously promptly jumps on his chest and he's like, ooh, that's pretty intense because it's like double, like 40 extra pounds. Yeah, she was like prongs. a yoga instructor helping me. Adjust. But she like laid on him. <laughs> like, like, okay, she's so funny. Okay. She like army crawled across you. Anyway, so that night I go to bed and Sean always, almost always stays up way later than I do. And uh, anyway, he comes into the bedroom at like four or five o'clock in the morning right and i kind of wake because that's i usually wake up this is just like too much information but who cares usually around like five or six to go pee so i'm sure i was like coming out of sleep anyway so i kind of wake up and sean comes and gets into bed and then in the morning he's like oh my god you're not gonna believe this and i'm like what and he's like so you know i i took off my shirt to lay onto that mat and then i fell asleep on it <laughs> This is at midnight. So I was watching a podcast and I had my... Uh, he puts ice, his noise-canceling headphones on so that it doesn't really soothing keep it. me awake either. It cancels at all the noise. Katie can't hear it. I'm just listening to this thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a good time to try out the shock. You met the dog. Can't crawl on me. She's in her crate. Mm -hmm. Katie is in the bedroom. I'm going to take this time to do, his 20, do minutes. 20 minutes. <laughs> I laid down. And he fell asleep for four and a half hours. The way I woke up is the interesting <laughs> part. I sat bolt up, right? Like I was lying on the floor, mm -hmm. you know, like. Yeah, because you got to lay flat on the floor. Domine, oh, oh. <laughs> ah! I sat bolt upright, woke up, like just sh like. All of a sudden it started to hurt you. Excruciating. It felt like um, a sunburner. Someone had taken a wet towel and slapped my back. I meant to check the next day to see if you still had marks because I'm sure you did. So. I, but I didn't know what, what was going on because I forgot because I was asleep. Have you looked at your back? Do yeah. you have marks from it? Not anymore. Oh, okay. But for two days, I looked like a <laughs> uh, someone had tenderized me with a, you know, one of those meat tenderizers. And, uh, but when I woke up, I, I, I didn't wake up kind of like, oh, you know, mm -hmm. I sat bolt upright, like out of a crypt, you know, like how a vampire in an <laughs> old say, like, movie Dracula? sits up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> And I didn't know what was wrong. I just knew something was wrong. And 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 I said, start, this is a pure, not this is a Sean story, but I said, this is such a Sean thing because in Sean, we've talked about this, I think on the pod before, but Sean doesn't just, when you get something in it, like a face mask and it's like, please wear for 10 to 15 minutes and then wash off or whatever. Sean's like, I'm going for 20. Like he wants to get he your thinks, money's worth. He thinks he's going to get his money's worth or he's going to get more out of it, even though more often than not, the face mask will make his face super, super pink because he wasn't supposed to have it on that long. It like burned for too long. Or he lays on this mat that he's supposed to lay on for 20 minutes for four hours and has like marks for over 48 <laughs> on his back. And it's just it was such a Sean thing. But that's how you go from <laughs> from beginner in mm -hmm. the instructions mm -hmm. to literally two lines down where it says advanced yogi practitioner that's not what it says 30 minutes <laughs> so i thought you were gonna like, say four hours i was like i think it stops at 30 or 40 oh my minutes. god oh my god so i've gingerly tried it out twice now um and it's okay it you know i could definitely do more than 20 minutes 
No. But you're not supposed to. Well, now, oh, well, I, 30. Okay. now I can now I can kick it up, but I will not do four hours again. It's a dangerous <laughs> proposition. And four hours is too many hours. Yeah, so that's that's it. It really is. So yeah. anyway, so Sean laid on his shock team mat a little too long, and his chakras are now worse Super lead, aligned. Worse aligned. They're so aligned. They're on the other direction. Off. Right, right. <laughs> they went past they the bend. Poked, poked through my my spine up into my chest. <laughs> I don't know how you slept on that thing at all. Like I laid on it with a sweatshirt and a t-shirt and was like, oh, I can kind of feel it. So the magic <laughs> is that it's it literally it's around the three minute mark where you forget that you're lying on really sharp. Oh, it's almost like a tattoo where you kind of get numbed out. I think that's what happens. There's a synapse fatigue or mm. whatever they call it. Yeah. And it, it was actually quite interesting because the next day, aside from the feeling of like kind of like a, a light sunburn, nothing mm. bad. But I felt energized. Sorry, it's just funny that... (laughs) No, and the next day, honestly, you know when you get a really good massage Mm -hmm. and you're supposed to drink a lot of water to flush out the toxins? I'm supposed to schedule as one of those. Mm -hmm. I did that. I drank a ton of water the next day. Um, But I I really, you feel energized. So there's something to do with like a zillion pinpricks to... um, Get your blood flow going, help you feel energized. I, I believe in the product. Okay. And that's why I'm announcing today. <laughs> no, I am going to quit it. my job as editor and podcaster and start making my own shock teammates. Yeah. You know, um, it's interesting when you see someone who has an unfortunate last name. Such as? Well, there's there's a bunch of them that you, everyone knows somebody who has the last name. You're like, ooh. You know, yeah. and if you're a woman, Ooh. you're like, oh, maybe I can shed that last name. I know yeah. that that's not very curt or a la mode where women oh, take whatever. men's names or whatever. But you, you know I mean, what I'm saying? I, like, I did. I mean, professionally, I'm still Morton, but that's not my right. That's not my married name. That's my maiden name. But um, and it's funny. I never really liked my last name. I was excited to get rid of it, kind right. of. But I did have a friend who married a guy with the last name Dorflinger, <laughs> and I was, I was like, that's not a. Uh. And she was like, yeah, mm. but I mean, they're married happy and whatever but it was just such an unfortunate last name yeah she traded from a name that was pretty hip to to a mm, something that has dwarf dwarf <laughs> like dwarf golf you know you remember uh dwarf on golf or whatever Mm-mm. uh he was a, a comedian who used to be on the carol burnett show oh i love the carol burnett show yeah dwarf was a character but dwarf is i mean dorfy like yeah. that's what people doofy. say like doofy dorfy anyway so dwarf flinger yeah. It was just it's not attractive. He was a good snowboarder though, so Super good I could snowboarder. look past the last name. Yeah. Also he was just a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah, they, we liked him a lot. But it was just funny. I was like, oh that name is it's not not the best. Who but, am I to judge though, you know? Well what do you do? You get you're stuck with it. So I guess you could change it, but then like, you know. I saw a name on TV the other day that caught me off guard. Okay. And you were there. We were watching the news and the lady uh, and now we cut to uh Tanya Fink. Oh, yeah, yeah. The last name was Fink. And I went to school with a lot of Finks. <laughs> and Sean's like... He, I'm like, he, that's he a, did, that's a derogatory exact, term. He's like, it's for... derogatory. I'm like, no, but their last name was Fink. Like, I even sang in choir with a couple Finks. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, <laughs> Fink is... A with... contemptible person. It means it's, like, it's a, like isn't a, it liar? A rat. A rat, you yeah, know, a, like a, a snitch. A real Fink. You know, they would use it in the 40s, I think, in, in those black and white films. You and know, I like, checked it out because... Fink is a common last name, or at least where I grew up, we had a well, lot of different people. I was like, no, Fink. it's a bad, it's a bad person. Like it's a contempt. And Kay's like, no, I grew up with a lot of Finks. They're nice. <laughs> Sean's like, stop saying it. And I was like, no, but there, there are the Finks. Most Finks are bad. These Finks are nice. We had these Finks over for dinner the other night. They, but I didn't know that that was a derogatory term. I don't think it's derogatory, but it is a term that has. Uh, 
that well different meanings no it just means a bad person well no but i'm saying like it's a name but it was also it's a it was i don't think it's an actual term i think it was like a slang term I when i looked it up word. i think it was slang no but it's still a term that's what i'm saying it's still a word but like it's like saying that person's uh, a doof a doofus hmm. it's not a real it's like a slang term i don't like how the dictionary adopts new words well think about like it pop culture words well okay so listen to this yes um think definition so <clears throat> i i don't know where i read this or heard this or whatever but people get so mad because like bootylicious is in the dictionary and stuff like this is it but, really yeah but hold on hold on because this is a good explanation are you working out while we do the podcast what's happening it's, i'm on a different chair oh um anyway i'd give you mine but you'd probably break the legs off of it <laughs> um somebody said you have to remember what the dictionary's purpose is it's so that if you don't know what a word is you can look it up and if something is in our common vernacular people are using a term someone who doesn't understand that language needs to be able to go somewhere and find the real definition and therefore um, the dictionary is not about like, oh, is it a real word? They're like, oh, is it, is it commonplace? To hey, hey, we're here to discuss the words of 2021. And you'd be like, well, what words were popular this year, 2021? Oh, it doesn't say that fink is um, is necessarily a slang term. No, I think it's a real it word. It just says it was from the late 19th century. They think it has German origin. Oh, it sounds They used German. to say finch, but it was a pejorative term. Oh, anyway so that's that's it but anyway i hearing that about the dictionary makes me better understand it and it's not so much oh you know bootylicious shouldn't be in it but if somebody says that term and me as a total dork as a kid and stuff and not understanding like cool kid terms a lot even now as an older person when like younger yeah, but where people, do you stop you like the acronyms that we're using like lol and uh, are we going to start putting emojis in there? I mean, there's Urban Dictionary, but that's a crapshoot because people can like put in whatever. I know. I often populate it with things. No, you don't. But I anyway, do. I re- I'm a I'm a very popular writer on Urban Dictionary. That's 100 percent a lie, you guys. But anyway, so when people use terms, are you upset that I didn't fall into your trap? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe someone out there did. I'm sure they did. We have people listening in Sierra Leone lately. I'm Ooh. like, who is listening in Sierra Didn't Leone? Didn't somebody already raise their hand and be like, it's me. Uh, um, was it Sierra Leone? No, that was the one that was on the, it was a border. That was Tia, Tia Leone. She she said she listens. No. Anyway, it was a border. You said we have somebody in like, Uganda. I don't remember. Zaire. Okay. Anyways. I want to go to Africa. I want to see it. All I see is. ADHD folks. <laughs> Bing, boom, bing, boom, boom. <laughs> it's free thinking. I'm just kidding. You know how Phoebe Buffet runs on Friends? That's how I think. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. It's free running. Yeah. Um, but anyway. I only do it on the podcast. Or I, I turn it up a level on the podcast. I don't do that. I'm sure people uh, who are listening are like, okay, just get on with the story, you know, but. Oh, I just want to wrap up what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But you're all over the place. So anyways. A family of Finks. No, but the, the dictionary thing. Oh. It gave me a new perspective, and I understand that if I, as an adult, sometimes don't know a new word that kids are using or think, and I like search on the internet, even um, like abbreviations or acronyms, like we need to have a place where we can find stuff that's like reputable, and the dictionary takes that into consideration, and that's why some words that people are like, ugh, why is that in the dictionary? I'm like, because it could help somebody. Somebody mm. won't understand. They'll read it in a book. They'll see it on the news. Someone says, yo, 
you're looking bootylicious. And you're like, what does that mean? I go mm -hmm. to the dictionary, Merriam-Webster. What mm -hmm. does it say? Oh, I don't what know. What is bootylicious? I'll look it up. I think, I think it means like, that you're a curvy person, a sexy curvy person. Right. Like you're, you're basically taking two words, booty and delicious. And okay. you're merging them together. Is there a hyphen? In, in the Oxford Dictionary, bootylicious. Oh, I like how it like gives you the... Mm. How to how to pronounce it? Mm -hmm. Sexually attractive, typically used of a woman. This bootylicious Texan <laughs> knows what it takes to be a pop diva. So it just means sexually attractive. First of all, I don't think the people at Miriam uh, know what to Oh, write. it says slang. Sorry, mm -hmm. now here's the full definition. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> slang. Voluptuously sexy and attractive. Um, and then it gives an example. It says... It's talking about Katy Perry's expertly choreographed her eight strong cohort of bootylicious backup dancers. Don't miss a beat. That's I didn't even know what you just said. Those <laughs> are not. That's not a sentence. The the, the, the English language is, is being bastardized left and Each right. Each song is expertly choreographed and her Katy Perry in parentheses eight strong cohort of bootylicious backup dancers. Don't miss a beat. I wonder if other governing <laughs> bodies of language outside of English Mm -hmm. outside of american english because mm -hmm. so the oxford is the british version miriam webster is uh from cincinnati ohio i wonder where the canadian one is if they're out of manitoba i have I, that's all the nonsense. australian one is from perth i think you're lying you're making Path. things up Path. <laughs> there's no r in perth Path. anyway now then i don't know how they come up with different terms um yeah well i wonder if another language is such a let's just pretend um, like any of our uh, Norwegians or French people, do you, in do, your dictionary or whatever you reference, do they add slang terms? And if so, what are some of the or ones that... Or do you adhere to, you know, no, this is the well, language remember and we last, don't add words, fake words that the kids are I assume are the French would be like, absolutely not. I know. But the Brit, um, the girl from the UK, was it Jules last week, mm -hmm. wanted to teach us that it's like northern UK. right remember those slang terms that like was just squishing all the words but together, would they put of? those in a dictionary probably not maybe who knows the oxford dictionary northern words where they talk just like this and they move everything together yeah yeah is it cold you gotta put a hat on oh that was our <laughs> language segment that we just did ah mm -hmm. oh, wonderful 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 what else and that's all i got let's get into some letters and right. i think it's time it's time it's time let's see here Oh, lots of spam. Spam, spam, spam. Here we go. Okay. There you go, Katie. I think we start with the letter L. <laughs> and today's broadcast is brought to you by the letter L. You know how they do that in Sesame Street, I think? Is it Sesame Street? Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was funny. Okay. That's because this is from, I think it's Leah. Oh, Lynn. It's Lynn, but it just says L at the top, and there is no subject. And this letter begins by saying, hello again. Well, howdy do, Lynn. I hope you are well. I just remember that I actually do have quite a few car stories. Okay. I'm not sure why I've never realized that. I think the worst one must be the one when me, my father, and my grandfather drove home from some kind of place. I don't know what you call that place in English. But it's not, um, it's just not that important. Okay, so it's not important to story. Uh, Lynn is from Norway, so 
she knows a Norwegian, but not. They're driving her from some place in Norway to another place in Norway. <laughs> yep, some kind of place. Let's just say the deli, just for fun. The Norwegian delis are mm, really good. Lots have you of ever fish. been to one? Yeah. No, why would I have been to a Norwegian deli? Where would we have been to one of those? I don't know. New York City? They probably have a Norwegian deli. They're probably not very popular. Unless they're Norwegian Jews, then it's probably pretty oh, good. Oh, then it's delicious. You know, the very good smoked fish. You know where I've really been missing and wanting to go is Russ and Daughters. I don't know what that is. It's a it's like a deli slash Did you learn restaurant. about on Sex in the City? No. Okay. It's in New York. It's just, remember they have smoked fish and bagels and we walked by, but it was really jamming when we were there yeah. last. I don't do lines. <clears throat> yeah, Sean does do lines, but next time we will wait in line. But they have like, it's good. Anyway, back to the, back to Lynn's letter. The important part is that my grandfather drove like a teenager with a car full of girls that he wanted to impress by driving really fast. To be honest, I think he might have wanted to prove that he was still a very good driver, even in his older days. But we never really asked him about it afterwards. But all the way home, he drove about 100 kilometers per hour. I'm not sure what kilometers per hour are. Oh, what would it be to miles? 60 miles. There's in between 60 and 65, so maybe like. 63 and a half. So he's going pretty quick, pretty quick. I mean, Texans Texans on the freeways here go like 80, but that's, that's, you know, that's because it's just open land. Okay. And he never used the brakes. When a sharp turn turn came in the road, the car barely managed to stay on the road. And once or twice it didn't. So they veered off. One of those times we ended up driving on a field because, um, because the car could not make the turn at that speed. My father and I sat frozen <laughs> and for some reason didn't even say a word, even though my grandfather was driving like a madman. So to uh, to clarify, mm-hmm. um, for people who don't know Norwegians, and I don't really know that many Norwegians, but I know a little bit about them. Mm-hmm. They are amazing, uh, freaking amazing drivers. Mm-hmm. They are... How do you know this? Because I watch rally car racing. And oh. the Norwegians are bats out of hell. They are so good. And they're they're so uh, aggressive and fast. And I don't know why that is. Like, hmm. no clue. Maybe it's because of uh, the, the sun doesn't set, so they have a lot of time to practice. Or maybe they have uh, good coffee. I don't know. But the Norwegians <laughs> are amazing. Like Maybe Lynn knows. Lynn, tell us. Yeah. And if you look at um, uh, any car sport, typically mm-hmm. there's Norwegians that are at the top. It could just be like that. That's their version of hockey, you know, like maybe, I mean, each, even like in Quebec, I was surprised, obviously in Canada, hockey is number one, but you guys talk about formula one racing a lot too. And as a kid who grew up in the States, I never heard about it. Like we never watched it. It was no big deal. Why would you watch F1 when you have NASCAR? Well, but we never watched NASCAR either, but we had some people who in our family who liked it, but I thought, I think all car racing is pretty stupid. I don't enjoy any of it. You know this. What? I play Candy Crush while you put that shit on. Katie, I put that on for both of us. No, you don't. (laughs) That's like me saying I put on, I don't know, Sex and the City for both of us. Okay. Back to Lynn's letter. She says, the worst thing was that he appeared to be falling asleep and waking up again while he was driving. Oh my God, Lynn. I'm, I'm just glad that you were alive to tell us this tale because that reminds me of that time we got into that cab out of LAX when there was a brief period, you guys, where cab drivers in LA who are like not all terrible but mostly terrible were up in arms because Lyft and Uber had become a thing and Sean and I were so tickled that we no longer had to deal with the 
ridiculous cab fares and ridiculous cab drivers and we could instead call a lift i don't understand why they allow people to drive cabs like is there no mm -hmm. test in los angeles and i've seen it other places but it's particularly bad in la where they are extremely aggressive when there's no one on the road remember jenna um like the guy put the car jenna almost and Julian started. got in that horrible accident yeah but in i think that was a, an uber mm -mm, it was a cab oh anyway and maybe it was, but I thought it was a cab. But so this one time, there was this like period where we were traveling and they hadn't quite sorted out what they were saying, like Lyft and Uber couldn't come to the airport. And so Sean and I one time got into a budget car rental van and took that out to get the car that we weren't getting and then called our Lyft from there because a lot of our friends were doing that. But then they were putting a kibosh on that. And so one time we had to take a cab and because Santa Monica is not that far from the airport and we even parked our car like closer to the airport this guy this cabbie was like i don't know if he's just mad because it wasn't that long of a fare i think that's what the problem but he was, was driving like a maniac we were really quite worried it was really scary and i remember just like holding on to my seatbelt, and like he had this video of some like bollywood uh music video going like on a his phone going horizontally like playing and the music was really loud and then he was like playing with his phone all the while going like 60 miles an hour in like a 40 zone i was like sweet mama jamma and we got out of that i was like i'll never ride in a cab in la ever again it's horrible don't do it you guys call lyft or uber cab drivers are terrible and honestly i think lyft drivers are better than uber drivers uber drivers just an extension of cabbies don't you think i really don't know <clears throat> and that's my opinion so for safety's sake take a lyft and this is not sponsored by Lyft. If Lyft wants to sponsor us, I would love that. I love Lyft. I've also heard they pay their people better. Oh. And they have better benefits. That's good. And they care about their drivers more. Not brought to you by Lyft. No. But I, I you know, it's just, that's why I always prefer Lyft. Okay. Anyways, back into Lynn's letter. So her grandpa's driving like a madman, swerving off the road. Looks like he's falling asleep while he's driving. It's terrifying. One of those times, the car began getting closer and closer to the side of the road, and I thought that he had probably fallen asleep and wondered why my father wasn't reacting, but found myself unable to react or say anything, as if I had frozen. She went into freeze state. I was just sitting there, wide-eyed, with my nails dug into my seat. We call the side of the road for the shoulder of the road in Norway. We do that, too. It's called the shoulder. And it was going up. I mean, the opposite of a downward slope, so that when the car eventually ended up driving there, we were... <laughs> scrubs your speed yep we were driving 100 kilometers per hour while the wheels were on the right side on the slope thing oh it slopes up i see so instead of the side the shoulder sloping down away from the road not it's not, gonna flip you back into the road it's gonna push you back in yeah. so they're like up like two wheels are like up on this <laughs> oh my god lynn okay so that the car eventually ended up driving where we were driving 100 kilometers per hour while the wheels on the right side were up on this slope thing and the two on the left were partly on the road. So one kind of side of the car was higher up than the other. That was a great explanation. Says, sorry, terrible explanation. It was great. We got it. We're there with you. It's I can a, visualize it. It's a Finnish racing maneuver called uh, the uh, the Finnish one twosie. It's the, uh, <laughs> they do that a lot in racing. All right. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. It says it was not fun. The point is, it was not fun. I can send more stories about cars and driving yeah. another time. But for now, bye. She is our new Finnish like, uh, automobile correspondent. She's not Finnish. She's from Norway. Oh, never mind. How did that happen in your brains? <laughs> well, I really screwed up the story then. I think uh, the good drivers are in Finland. Well, you said Norway. You said Norwegians back then when you were telling that I, fake story I I that you made up. up. Or is it Norwegians? 
No, Lynn. no, it's Finnish. The Finnish people are, are really good drivers. The Norwegians are bad Sorry, drivers. Lynn. Sorry, Lynn. False facts. False facts. <laughs> but anyways, I'm glad you lived to tell the tale. And please send in more. That's Your grandpa sounds terrifying. I would never. Oh, that reminds me. I'd get in the car with him. Back in high school, um, I was so boyfriend at the time, the total dirtbag. Don't worry. Fuck that guy. But dated this guy for a little while. And I forget what was even going on. I don't know if we'd been snowboarding all day. Or if we had, if grandpa, because grandparents, maybe they picked us up from snowboarding. Either way, something about snowboarding. And then we were going out to dinner and we were headed on our way home. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't remember. It's too long ago. But we were in the back seat of, they had like this Acura four-door sedan. And it was like a newer car. And it we even thought it was a little like racy for like his grandparents to get. Because they're, you know, they were older. And we're like, shouldn't you be getting like more of like a comfy car versus like a speedster car but they you know gotta whatever. rage against the dying light yeah right and his grandpa insisted that we ride with him even though you know my boyfriend's mom had room in like her suburban or something we were like oh, okay so we get in the back of this car and it's all fine and dandy and they're asking about our day and snowboarding and blah 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 or skiing at the time sorry and we didn't snowboard them and we're getting off the freeway like to exit to like they're gonna drop me off at my house so we get off the exit and you guys we're going like 70 on the freeway 75 grandpa whoever doesn't even attempt to hit his brakes until we are so close to another car i'm he had to like lock it up for us to stop in time and my boyfriend and i are sitting in the back and I'm, I'm just like you know where you just see your life flash before like i don't even know what to do again lynn i froze too i was like oh, what do i even do i don't even know then you know they go to drop me off i'm getting my stuff out and my boyfriend's like holy shit I thought we were going to die. And I was like, nobody screamed. Nobody said anything. And I don't know these people well enough to say, so I'm like, terrifying, terrifying. He had no business having that car. I was like, somebody should snip, you know, something in that car. So it doesn't even start. It is kind of terrifying when you're in the vehicle, you're going at a high rate of speed mm-hmm. and you realize this person is a, is a worse driver than I am. I was going to be smart and be like, this is a terrible driver. But when you realize, yeah. like, Hey, this person does not seem to have control of the situation. And, by extension, I have no control of the situation. Mm-hmm. We're going to die. Mm-hmm. When you come to that realization in a car. Yeah, it's terrifying. And there's yeah. nothing you can really do. Like yeah. once a car, like what are you going to jump out? Like roll, like yeah. duck and roll. Um, Which is more dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I luckily I made it. I lived to tell the tale just as Lynn did. But I never got in the car with them ever again. Not that there were many opportunities. You know what I mean? But still not going to happen. No, All thank right. you. Well, but you why go. didn't I thought old people like, ooh, get like, why didn't the grandma like she was next? Like she should have said something. She was a daredevil. I guess. Anyway, lunatic. Crazy. Well, Never. thanks, Lynn. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate your rating. OK, let's move on to a letter from Lauren. Hello. Lauren. We heard from her last week and she's back with another. Ooh, oh, Lauren, I'm already. Ooh, this is entitled Spiders of the Australian Kind. Mm says, hi, Sean, Katie, and the OTDM listeners. Hi, Lauren. Hi. It's Lauren again from Queensland, Australia. I'm still playing catch up on podcasts from months ago, but when Sean mentioned bug stories, I just knew I had to share one of mine. Australians, so I'll be watching a TikTok and there'll be some fucking crazy looking bug, spider uh, flying something, something I'm like, what the fuck is that? I have no idea. And then the person who's trying to kill it or capture it will speak Australian accent. And then in the comments, 
without fail at the very top will be like wonder what the fuck that was then heard the australian accent you oh, guys, it's a beach spider mate you guys have the worst bugs of all time yeah they've and got they do. uh spiders and scorpions mm-hmm. now i don't i don't know this for a fact but i i'm pretty sure spiders and scorpions that uh like to hang out in your boot right you come in off the the land you take your boot off that you know you, you, mm-hmm. you put them away for the evening the or outback they call it the outback the outback, o- outback. No, not <laughs> it's a canadian australian <laughs> outback. uh and then the the spiders and the the scorpions are looking for a cozy you know place to, to cold and yeah dark. to hide away from other predators or maybe they're looking for a snack and something else will crawl in there but they always end up in the boot how do you what where's the story i saw from? a news story once Oh, so when I say I they just always think it's do. crazy that the that they have spiders that are so large. But then in the morning they get up. They ha- you're yeah, supposed you to your tap your boot because that's where they they, they hang, hang out. Mm-hmm. And um, that's like arachnophobia. I hated that film. Well, this lady who is in the the news story, mm-hmm. she put her foot in the boot once without tapping because she was in a hurry, uh-huh. you know, and got bit. Yeah, but the darn thing, sharp teeth what? poked through her big toenail, Ooh. through the toenail. Ooh, that's like that's, you with that fish. That was pretty bad. That was a fish. This is a spider. And that fish was almost dead, and then they had you to pull his eyeball out and squeeze it all over your foot. Didn't yeah. we tell them that story? We did. I think we did. All right. But yeah, Australia, not too many things scare me. Actually, a lot of things scare me, but not too many things scare me about bugs, per se. Uh, but Australian bugs seem to be... They're know, up there. Yeah. Well, I was worried, even going to Melbourne, that like we would encounter some kind of bugs or whatever. But everybody, even my friend Joanna, who's from the blue mountains outside of sydney she's like unless you get out and um outside of the city yeah like out i don't and i don't think she knows she said outback the bush in the bush am i right australians that's what she said unless you get in the bush you're not going to really encounter. is that just uh their version of the wilderness basically? i think it just means like out of the city like mm. not wilderness just like unless you're out of the city right like, like if in you the got country. A wine country it'd be like us saying the country in, in the, the bush and we went to wine country, but I think because it was colder, we didn't go in the peak summer. We went in like, what, September, October? Mm. Okay. So Anyway, we loved Australia. I can't wait to go back. If they'll ever allow people back ever. They're no, still no, they... like locked down, unlocked down. There's this funny guy that um, Emily, a member of our community, sends me links to his videos where he's like, update on Australia. And it goes between the states and like Tasmania. And he's talking and he's like, uh, New South Wales, which is where... I think that's where Sydney is. That's the state where Sydney is or around there. They're, they've been open the longest. So they have like the most cases. And then like Tasmania is like, we have 22 cases. It's terrible. Stay away. You know, um, being Australian, you can be sure that I've encountered some creepy bugs and animals over the years. Excuse me. I had to burp. Animals? <clears throat> and animals. But I will say, since moving house just over a year ago to an area that is mostly backed by just trees and wildlife, I've started seeing a lot more lately. The first one in my new house was probably the scariest. I woke up in the middle of the night and thought I saw a spider on the wall above my bed. Fuck no. Yeah, that's one of the instances. Abort. Where you Burn it down. Burn the house down. Nope. I launched myself across the room to my lounge chairs. I live in an open plan studio and I turned the lights on. When I looked back at the wall, there was nothing there. I waited for about 20 to 30 minutes looking around to make sure there wasn't anything that I could see. He was already in your hair. How dare you take it back, Sean? That's terrible. Burn it down. Shave my head. Get rid of it. I decided that I must have just been dreaming since it was in the middle of the night and I was so tired. Two weeks later, I was sitting on my bed watching a show and a spider sprints across the wall toward my bed and it was huge. 
Why is it sprinting towards the bed? That's what I want to know. Like, I don't know. I would have screamed. I think it would I'd sprint away from murder. the larger I'm not even creature, a screamer, right? Like, you're a large creature. Yeah. Or It'd be like, in relative to... What, they're, they're fearless. I want to hear how like big that. it was? Yes. Probably the size of a large dinner plate. Holy fuck. I've what? seen wood spiders. We had wood spiders in Shayla's. Yeah, like huntsmen or whatever. The huntsman spider. Well, they were like this big, and that was plenty big. And if you're just listening, I'm saying this big, and it's probably, what, like the size of a small piece of bread or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. My natural reaction. Oh, Roxy is telling people. She's she's reacting also. She's like, kill that spider. This is crazy. My natural reaction is to run straight outside and to close the door behind me. After about 10 seconds of standing outside, I realized that I had screwed myself. I no longer know where I no longer knew where it was. I was too scared to go back in and find out. Me too. I would have gone to a friend's house. Thankfully, I have a friend who lives in the house above me um, and saw me standing in the driveway and offered to come down and help me deal with it. I think he thought I was exaggerating the size, but when he saw it, he said, oh, wow, that's a big one. Also, he found it on the complete opposite side of the house, so it was moving fast. I know some people may not like this, but when it comes to spiders that big, I have to know it's dead. Oh, me too. And you have to show me it's Maybe dead. it had the zoomies. It was really happy to be in your house and look no. just like a dog. It's doing the zoomies running around. No, absolutely not. At that point, with it being that large, can it be food? You know what I mean? Because Well, people eat bugs a lot. I yeah. mean, people eat like crickets and stuff. I don't know. That just sounds so gross to me. I mean, it's mere, it, mere it. Uh, you know? uh, throw that on the Barbie. If Aaron's listening, she's gone. She's left. Our friend Erin from yeah. Toronto. Oh, yeah. Remember, she can't handle bugs. Because, twice. I mean, you think about what a lobster, or not a lobster, a crab. Yeah, it's just a bug. Yeah, it's a and sea bug. very similar in structure, maybe possibly to a spider, mm. you know, multiple legs. We'd have to Google it. And I, I don't, Different I eyes. frankly don't want anything to pop up telling me about this. So, no thanks. No thanks. Okay. Also, we found on the opposite side, right? Um, she has to know it's dead. Me too. My friend used an entire can of bug spray on it. The ones I've seen on TikTok who have these big bugs in Australia in their house use like so much bug spray. I'm like, open the windows, honey. You're going to kill yourself. We need a 30 odd six to take care of this spider. Mm-hmm. And also a thong, the shoe kind to kill it. Oh. Not an underwear. Doesn't really work. So get much. it with the panties. Snap. <laughs> Use it as a, a not what I almost said boomerang, slingshot. but that's slingshot. I was like, that's not the right word. Okay. Load your boomerang up in the thong <laughs> to get rid of the spider. He you managed to, to get it on a piece of paper or something to take it outside. And as he's take going out, he says, oh my gosh, the, its fangs are huge. Oh, because he killed it and then he scooped it up. And he said, oh my God, the fangs are huge because that totally makes me feel better. <laughs> I think the worst part was knowing that it had been in my house hiding for at least two weeks. I would have freaked out too. <sighs> Unfortunately, this wasn't the only spider that size that I've had in my house over the last year. And there have also been some snakes around, too. So if you want more stories, mm-hmm. let me know. I do. I do. And give, also, if you have photos to accompany, because, I mean, it freaks me out and I get the willies, but I'm also like, you killed it. Good. It's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Although I will refrain from now, as I know they get, can get pretty gross and creepy, especially if you're not used to animals like this. Hopefully, I didn't creep you out too much, Lauren. You didn't, Lauren. That you didn't. was. That's fine. Yeah. We've been talking about uh, something on this side of the conversation when the Mm -hmm. camera's not rolling, and it's why women like listening to murder uh, podcasts. Mm -hmm. I I really do. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that most women... It's not just podcasts, though. It's like TV shows, too. Like, I like Law & Order SVU and Law & Order, all crime and 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 it's kind of fascinating, all jokes aside, Mm -hmm. like, well, why, why is that? And men like it, too, but women 
tend to be the and yeah, if we're you like seventy five percent of the viewers or something like that. Yeah, we? we know somebody who works at Wondery and mm-hmm. they have what, what are the podcasts? The Kill 'em, Kill 'em, Kill 'em. No, they, I think uh, they, I almost I got killed. I almost. Uh, I think Wondery. I don't know if they have cereal. I don't know if they have cereal, but they have a lot. They they do all of the like uh, serial killer stuff. Uh, the Gladiator, which was about uh, Aaron Hernandez. Oh, they did because he's a murderer. If you don't know, then there was also Doctor Death. Who also was like, a murderer. Yeah, because it was malpractice, essentially. He never knew how you to... You never hear of the florist who's a murderer. It's like the gladiator. Well, Dr. Dr. Death Dr. Like, Death. paralyzed like 10 people, 13 people, because he didn't actually know how to be a, doctor. a neurosurgeon. How do you get that far? I don't know. Um, anyway, anyway but, so yeah, but, they have a lot so, of podcasts. Yeah, and they, they were saying their, their data skews like it's like 85% female, mm-hmm. which is very interesting to me. And then when in talking, you and I, and then mm-hmm. going in and doing some reading about it, it seems to be, and I could be wrong, but women, and, and this is just human nature, right? You, mm-hmm. you need to know what's dangerous for you so that you can survive. Yep. So you need to know about, and it's typically, murderers are typically men. Yeah. There, white, are, there are women who do white it, White right? men but, in their 30s, I think, is the most right. common So you're safe, because I'm in my 40s. <laughs> As if I was even worried <laughs> about you at all. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, and it makes sense. Like, okay, well, I need to know what the threats are out in the world. So this is hardwired into us mm-hmm. from an evolutionary standpoint. Yeah. We want to seek out the threat so that we can understand it so that we can minimize it, right. which I think is something that, and this is why personally yeah. I am fascinated by bugs and oh, animals because threat? yeah, if I'm outdoors, well, I'm going to make you kill them. You know that? So. Yeah, no, it's good. This is good training. <laughs> like the Lauren Texas had her neighbor spider, come down. And do it. I mean, the one that you had me kill the other day, I feel pretty macho, you know, like, well, it was because I was recording a podcast. I was recording an episode of, uh, asking Katie anything. And it was on the table off to the side yeah. and it was one of those fast movers. Yeah. And even as I moved to remove myself from the table, it like it reacted. He's like, a real speedster. He was a speedster. And I was like, it was like the flash, I was like, a little streaky it, yellow, a little Even streaky talking yellow. about it gives me the willies. Yeah, but I don't mind them. So I scoop them up. I put them outside so you can eat some bugs. You know, you mm-hmm. can live to fight another day, just not in the house. Yeah. On the outside of the house, not on the inside. I had a little pep talk. He gave me a little thumbs up on eight legs. I know. Even his little, away. his two front things. They're kind of cute. He was kind of cute. He had like a little, little feathery There's a, a spider like that that I've seen on either Instagram or TikTok or both. Yeah. And this late, it's a pet. But she puts little words to it, like it's talking. She's like, do you want to come over here? And there's like, I have a snack for you. No. Mm. And all his little legs are going, it's like, I don't know. I don't think so. And it right. moves away to the like side. Like Lucas, the, the spider. Mm-hmm. That was a cute thing. It was a it didn't cute last idea. though. You know, it was like a, a Macaulay Culkin of uh, spiders. Like looks cute as a baby, but as it gets older, it's, you know, the bowl cut looks a little doofy. Was it a real spider that they did or was it no, fake? It was I animated. thought it was animated. Yeah. yeah. Do they still create it? I don't think so. I think. Uh, it was like a flash in the pan. Maybe I could be wrong. Lucas could be really big in different countries. Who knows? Anyway. Um, Speaking of being really big in other countries, mm-hmm. this podcast is on fire in Egypt right now. Really? I don't know What's why. What's on fire mean? Uh, like we have three listeners? No. <laughs> it's like number one in Egypt. Oh, number one. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't We're understand. number one. I think that We're Apple just messes one. with you when they give you these stats. I think I don't they know. just try to make you feel good. Yeah. And I think they're probably like, Did you're number you know one Did you know that in- if there were podcasts played in space, you would be at least in the top 100? But it's like the New York Times bestsellers list. Right. There's like all of these categories. categories. So it's not just like you're a New York, New York Times bestseller against all books. Like if, if Traumatized had made it to that level, it'd be like, you're a New York Times bestseller in psychology, self-help, trauma-focused. Like it's so- Therapist married to a Canadian. That category, you... I'm always number one. Yeah. Thanks, honey. (laughs) 
But when Katie it comes gives to me podcasts, a kiss, I high five. I mean, I, I think <laughs> when it comes to podcasts, I think it's something like that where it's like you're number one in Egypt, so yeah. already number one in Egypt in uh, sports and leisure or something. No, we're just in in um, comedy or something like that. Comedy, I mean, it's just a Look real well, just a basic. Yucking it up over here, but. I don't know if they're just trying to make us feel good. It makes me feel good. It makes me want to go see the pyramids. Oh, okay. You know, I'd like to see a camel again. I've, okay. Have I ever seen a camel? Yeah. Well, in Sedona. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They're such nice looking creatures. Yeah. I know that people are like, oh, they spit at you or whatever, but I don't care. I mean, I'll spit I mean, back whatever. at you. Know they're animals spots. and like, they're probably spitting when they're probably, upset. Yeah. Or, or he's happy. He's like, hello. You know, like, that's how he says like, I like you. Yeah. I spit back at I him. I spit He's at like, you. all right, we're buddies. He's like, now we're friends. Yeah. Okay. Are we ready to move on to Robin's letter? Um, yes. Okay, we are. Uh, I already don't know how to say this word, but I'm going to do my best. Sorry, Robin. says, it's entitled, this letter is entitled, an Aotearo, Aotearo New Zealand Update and a challenge hmm. a challenge what is that word mm-hmm. what does that mean i wonder a-o-t-e-a-r-o-a aotera maybe she'll tell us hold on okay so hello hello katie sean it's an indigenous word i don't it looks like it might be hello katie and sean and the otdm crew your occasional new zealand correspondent here long time no right for a series of reasons, starting with laziness and a terrible, I'll do it tomorrow mentality, and winding down to a few pretty shitty months. Oh. I won't get into, or else we shall perish into the pit of despair. Thanks, Robin. Keep us out. Pull us out. Okay. However, the few shitty months have left me with a surplus of OTDM to catch up on. So I'm working my way through and will be up to the present day shortly. Do forgive me if I mention something that's been spoken about in episodes beyond number 78. I'm not quite there yet. That's totally okay. You guys asked in, I think, episode 77, what's going on in the rest of the world. Again, sorry if you've already covered it in a later episode, but I thought I'd give a mini New Zealand update. I appreciate it. If you've already heard this all, feel free to skip straight to the fun challenge at the end. We have not heard it, and especially have not heard it from you, so we are very excited. Also, this is told strictly from my opinion, and as we all know, it doesn't really matter. Many things are happening here. The Pika Peku Turu the long-tailed bat scandalized all when it was named bird of the year. Ooh. A bat was named bird of the year. The Pika Pika Turu. Hmm. It's kind of a good name. Mm-hmm. And even linked out to a photo, I think, but I'm afraid to click cause I'll oh, lose where okay, we are. Okay. Yeah. Wellington's burger on a plate, though delayed happened and it was delicious. Excellent. Love it. But the biggest thing at the moment is that the, that most of New Zealand has since August, been in some form of lockdown due to a COVID Delta, due to COVID Delta making it here. I don't know how much of you or any OTDM listeners have followed. You know what they say, if, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere, you know? It's true. Delta's on the loose. No. I don't know how much of you or any of your OTDM listeners have followed how we've dealt with COVID over here, but we were one of the rare countries who went for an elimination of COVID in the community. This succeeded last year. Remember, they were like open like regular because they like locked up their borders. I thought it was a little harsh that they uh, grabbed anyone who had it and threw them in the volcano. That was... <laughs> Man versus a volcano. No. <laughs> Elimination. Sorry, guys. That's the No, plan. but I thought that was smart if you just lock up your borders. But then. It's easy if you're an island you're nation. Small. 
this succeeded last year. And aside from a couple of weeks here and there after our big six week lockdown. So they did kind of what, remember what Brett and Heather were like, oh, if we all just locked down for six weeks, we could eradic- eradicate her. Mm-hmm. Get it out of here. But then you can't let boats in. You can't let planes no. in. Just and use people Zoom can't, calls. The thing that's really hard is people can't go to the pharmacy, the hospital. Like you'd have, it's like strict. Yeah. I wonder what they mean by lockdown. Is that locking down the the borders or is that locking down well, they did everything. people? I think it was everything. Hmm. But, you know, Robin, feel free to write back. Okay. After our big six-week lockdown, we've lived life pretty much as normal, except for any international travel. Okay. Not anymore. Delta seems to be here to stay, and the push has changed from straight up getting rid of it to making sure that we have some form of uh, restrictions in place to prevent widespread infection until enough people can get vaccinated. It sucks and is hardest on those in Tamaki Makaru. Tamaki Makaurau. Oh, Auckland. Auckland, where the lockdown has been strictest for the longest. And now the Waikato and Northland regions, too. It's more of a matter of when it gets to the rest of the country, not if, which is scary since we haven't had that before here. Yeah, welcome to our world. It's been rough. But a big positive, because I got to look for positives and stay out of that pit of despair. I I like it, it, Robin. I like it. Mm -hmm. Good strategy. Since opening up to everyone in September, we were pretty late getting the vaccines over here. Numbers have jumped way up in vaccination rates. When we even, uh, oh, we even had a big waxathon or vaxathon day where they televised the vaccine. <laughs> it was a waxathon, but <laughs> didn't stop the COVID. Sorry, vax. I looked, the V looked like a W. I apologize. Vaxathon day where we, uh, they televised vaccine centers all day and did fun things, gave away free stuff, encouraged everyone to get vaccinated. And I think about 130,000 doses were given that day. Considering we're a country of just 5 million, that's a pretty awesome, uh, pretty awesome for one day. Hopefully rates will keep climbing and soon we'll hit that magic 90% vaccinated. We're about 76% at the moment. Here are some stats if you are an Excel graph nerd like me. Oh, Excel is one of those programs that I did not excel at. (laughs) Although I'm good at it, not really. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know how to put things into tables, but I don't even understand like how to make formulas work. And so when someone is very good at it, mm-hmm. here's, here's a good example. Okay. I used to grab the top of the Excel columns. Mm-hmm. The columns are the ones that go up and down, just like yes, columns. Yes, I know what building. a column is. No, no, for me, I have to remember. Oh, I'm like, oh. column or row? Oh, the columns go up and down. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then I grab it and I stretch it out to make sure that all the words fit. Mm-hmm. You can just do wraparound text. Well, also, I don't know what that is. <laughs> But I found out that instead of having to adjust each one manually. Oh, you're doing each one? Yeah. Sorry. Okay, continue. I just found out Mm -hmm. for all of you out there who are, you know, at the same. You can actually follow a TikTok account called Excel Tips or something. They'll show you. Boy, that sounds fun. Hey. Top left-hand side of the screen, Mm -hmm. you just click that square that doesn't amount to anything twice, I think. And then everything automatically fits. There's a lot of those shortcuts in Excel. (laughs) Well, that one, you know. Uh, but Excel didn't exist when I was in high school or, you know, they didn't teach us. I don't know if I had it in high school either, but I definitely had it in college. Yeah. But I also hated it. I got really good at it for a short period of time because when I worked at the EAP program, we had to use a lot of Excel spreadsheets and stuff. Um, and so I got better at it, but then I like lost it because I don't really practice it. What else can you do with Excel? It's just data management. We can also do like, uh, you can format certain 
columns or rows and make them like addition, division, subtraction. So you can keep track of like your, let's say you had a budget and you just put in all, it'll like keep track of how much you have left at the bottom. Automatically. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the yeah, formulas, formulas. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I can do basic ones like addition in this row. Yeah. But I don't know. It can get complicated. Okay. <laughs> let's get out of, uh, Excel I prefer nerd. Photoshop, you know, like a, for free drawing and, you know, <laughs> cause you wouldn't want me doing more free, of a free, spirit. free association all these, <laughs> All these uh, columns and rows and mm-hmm. cells. I think they're called cells, they right? They are called cells. Right, right. It's too constrictive. I gotta, too I gotta run free across the page, Katie. Mm. Run free! I understand. I yeah. understand. But Neither of us are really Excel nerds, but no. Robin is. Says the government um, has said we'll change to a new lockdown system that allows businesses to have more flexibility in mm. opening slash number of people, etc. So fingers crossed. Fingers are crossed for you. It's been a really complicated couple of years here. And like all the different rules and regulations and lockdown, not lockdown, vaccine, not need your card, don't need your card, put it in your phone, put it, it's like, agreed. It's been too much. Okay. The sooner, the better, since summer is on its way and we want to be able to get out and enjoy. I know they're in like summer right now, full blown summer. I'll leave you with one fun thing a challenge. Aotearo, Taroa, New Zealand's longest place name, hint. The WH sound in Maori is pronounced like an F, and the AU combo is like an O. Okay, so Maori, Maori. Yeah, that's that's the indigenous uh, people of New Zealand. I think a couple. I think there's Maori. But where would the WH sound in Maori is pronounced like an F? Where's the WH sound in Maori? Oh, re maybe it's no. When when you're using the Maori language. Oh, that's the a language. Oh. Yeah, so the indigenous people have a language. Mm. You ever see the haka dance? I think uh, I could be. Could you demonstrate up. for us? Well, no, because no, I have like, not seen it. You know, like in, uh, it's uh, a. <laughs> they do it in rugby, <laughs> and it's oh. terrifying. If you're just if you're just listening, Sean just put his hands up like a goalpost, and then down on his hips, and then did ha ha ha. Yeah, and like, ah, the tongue comes out, and they've got face paint, and like the, it's really it's intimidating. And I think it was again. Mm-hmm. We don't know. It's loose, loosey goosey on the very facts. loose in the facts. Um, I'll have to go change the Wikipedia entry <laughs> <for> <laughs> to make it <laughs> See, it's on Wikipedia, guys. Uh, no, but when one set of people would encounter other set of people from another island or another area mm-hmm. they would do the the dance and it was i think a a show of force but also a friendship or i, oh. I don't know like mm. you see it in um south pacific cultures as well okay you know whether it's uh polynesia or micronesia or whatever mm-hmm. like there, there's you know dances and who's the rugby we got something from someone in new zealand that sent us like their rugby oh the bulldogs that wasn't uh rugby though that was uh Oh, was it, fo- it was football. Yeah, because yeah. we watched the, the football match. Or what the are footy. They? The footy. I was yeah. like, what do they call it? Okay. Anyway, back to But Robin's. I do love mm-hmm. rugby. And uh, New Zealand growing up was the team. You know, mm-hmm. this was, mm-hmm. for me, seeing the All Blacks play was amazing. Oh, yeah. all bl- That was it was the Blacks. Yeah. All Blacks. All Blacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were so terrifying. But they you, sent us something. We got something of that, too. I remember now. I don't think so. I would remember that. I think it was a magnet or something. Hmm. Okay. Maybe a coffee cup. Anyway, okay. Hold on. Maybe back a to Back to Robin's letter. It says, uh, though, take this with a grain of salt, as my Maori is shamefully lacking, and I'm not even close to fluent. I just try my best. I am not fluent at all. So, 
Okay. Now, remember the WH sound is pronounced like an F and the AU combo okay. is like an O. Fo. So, tomata, so we got a uh, tomata, because that's O, fakatongi, honga kauf, yeah, O, what is this one? Tomatia, <laughs> tomatia, turi pukaka pupiki, maf. Mafka, Horo Nuku Pokai, uh, Fen, Feno, Feno, Kitana, Ta, hmm, wait, wait, Kitana Tahu. The world's first Maori podcast from <laughs> Texas, everyone. It translates it in English to the place where Tama, is it? How do you say that? Tomatia, the man with the big knees who slid, climbed, and swallowed mountains, known as Land Eater, played his flute to his loved one. Almost as hard as the Welsh longest place name, which is Lana Fair Poof Willy Gilly 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 Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, languages are fun. I'm even worse at that one. I'm afraid, despite being part Welsh. Hey, I'm part Welsh as well. Or I thought I was. I forget what my... Yeah, that even my 23andMe came back from that. But my mom grew up... She's... My mom's family's part yeah, Welsh. Welsh has grape juice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No. Okay. Hope you and the rest of the listeners have a wonderful week. And I hope to write again soon with a story or two from Robin. Thank Robin, you, Robin. I 100%. love it. 100%. I love... I love it. Wow. So we have Maori now on, on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Put, check that. Maybe next week, because you spoke those magic words, the uh, New Zealanders will show up in droves. I mean, Maoris would be like, mm, terrible pronunciation, but we'll take it. It was very slow. Yeah. I was trying to remember that the O is F and the AU is, or AU is O and the WH is F. No, I hear you. I mean, the translation key is key in this instance Super to do key. the translation. Got it. And you were doing it. Very slowly. It. You know what I saw the other day on TV? Hmm. Um, what did ancient languages sound like <gasps> Ooh. to me? I was like, what did they sound like? We have no, Tell how do you more. know? Yeah. What it sound like if we don't have recordings of it. That's the thing. We have no audio recordings. So you're just making it up. So they were playing ancient Egyptian. And I was like, what is ancient Egyptian? I mean, that language. How do they know? There's must make- have changed throughout. I mean, it's so. Well, how many generations? Millennial. Yeah. You know, like crazy. thousands of years, right? They've been speaking. So there was definitely variations. Mm-hmm. But but it sounded so, uh, pardon my, my French here, but it sounds so doofy. <laughs> <laughs> because the guy who did the voice, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I thought it would be something uh, compelling. You know, they oh like Morgan know, Freeman does it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was such a a thin nasally voice, oh, and it was funny. Is you he know, kind like, of talking like this? Well, it just it, it took it from the serious note where they're they're they've got the hieroglyphs and they're they're highlighting them like oh as he's know, reading. Let's it, like, all this go is... to the ball game, you know, or the lobby oh let's, let's all, go, all to, go to the lobby yeah or the, or the seventh let's inning stretch you know lobby. like follow the bouncing ball right uh-huh. they're doing it along the hieroglyph but it was a guy like <laughs> it was the weirdest like, noise is it the muppets is this oh, or no was that's what they sound like how did they last as a what civilization were the characters you said that were in the flower pots of sesame street oh yeah the, it's like them can you imagine if someone was pulling someone's leg they didn't do any research for the history channel or whatever smithsonian channel that's what it was on 
The Smithsonian Channel is the new History Channel. History Channel is so whack. Well, it's now, become like ancient aliens all the time. Yeah, it's all... Clearly, it was aliens. That's where the ratings are, right? Hair. So they followed that. Aliens, ghost hunting, all the gibberish that like nothing sure. that's actual historical yeah the fast like, food of tv like okay i could do that's like a youtube little... youtube's become that too yeah where i'm like why do you keep recommending and yeah. no offense to emma chamberlain and this isn't even a dig on her i don't watch her stuff ever and they continue to recommend her to me always yeah and i'm like why are you sure you don't want to watch the nelk boys or mr beast send? i'm like, I'm like have I, I ever don't. watched any of that i've never watched any of stop it stop pushing it yeah you stop fast food pushers me the stuff that i don't want to watch yeah I want to hear what ancient uh, Egyptians sound like. <laughs> uh huh. But imagine if the writers, they're like, how are we going to make them sound? I don't know. I don't read yeah. hieroglyph, let alone these hieroglyphs <laughs> from this era. Let's just make it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and like, so one of the people is tasked with the task. You're like, what are we going to do? And he's like, little writer's block yeah and he just he totally faked it just like the people you know there's a special place in hell Mm -hmm. but it's the funny place in hell the people who do the sign language Uh for like the mayor or whatever and they make it up they're like complete liars i don't know it's hard to do that there was that person who did it and i was like there's been like three of them busted in the last five years crazy i don't even know how you would how do you lie in sign language you're a big liar you know you're just making Taking it up. line to the next level i know some of them get like into like a dance move it's almost like, the like what is it catch me if you can or right frank that, abnegale jr yeah like such a phony baloney he um, was a good phony baloney though if you can believe his story because y- yes it's a little extra i should have uh what was it do you concur i should have concurred right such a good film if you haven't watched it i really encourage you to watch it it's, uh leonardo dicaprio is the guy it's a great story but, what I was going to say is that the um, oh now oh the people who make up the languages they speak out of like Star Wars or Star Trek or oh something, like uh, Klingon yeah Klingon and stuff very like, very I was like good whatever Dwight doesn't Dwight speak Klingon they've gone so far as to actually turn it into a language though yeah like I, people who speak Klingon can talk to other people for who speak sure there's Klingon. conjugation there's, I only speak Pig Latin there's old Klingon there's new Klingon pay Atenle right that's mm-hmm. basically Klingon right there. <laughs> Ingon clay. Uh, I like speak Ingon clay and stuff. <laughs> you know, like. Mm-hmm. I, I clay. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of languages that uh, I, I just find it fascinating because. Is that the dog? That's our dog. She has a language. She's speaking. Ing- Terrier. Ig- oh. She knows. Listen. Igpela Atenley. I don't know anything about speaking. dogs really, but I do know that dogs recognize other dogs of their breed because we've put on television for her mm-hmm. uh the westminster dog show dog mm-hmm. show she has no interest in the little um chihuahuas Foofy dogs no yeah uh, or what's the one she doesn't that's like, like poodles. a ton of fur oh a pomeranian small. yeah she doesn't speak pomeranian she speaks fucking terrier because the terriers get out there and they tick, 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 they yap and mm-hmm. then they go crazy on the course and she as soon she doesn't even have to be watching tv as soon as she hears another terrier type breed she turns around looks at the tv and gets right into it she loses her mind she runs in place like she's doing the course you know she's really she's really barking out there should we get her what how are we doing on time 131 okay so we still have time i'll go get her real quick though let's take a break we'll be right back let's all go to the lobby roxy's in she's eating her, her lunch it's a lunch party your break is over get back to work then it would say lunch party kevin is that really better okay we have an update ah, from Jules. Okay. So if you don't remember, she sent in a letter. I don't know. We read it maybe 
three episodes ago, maybe four. But she wanted to let us know. Thank you for letting us know. That yes, her dentist was able to dislodge the machi- machine and set her free. Remember, oh. we were like, how did you get out of there? There was like no resolution, but I mean, we're sure she's writing this letter. Anyway, she says, Writing from the dentist chair. I think I need to work on my comedic nuances. <laughs> my appointment was at 2.30 p.m. was true, plus ironic, as it sounds like a like tooth hurdy. Tooth hurdy. <laughs> <laughs> Good pun is she's always so appreciated. Funny. PPS, I'm like Sean that I often don't get sleep much, so I may as well take overtime shifts. Hey, I'm trying to rebalance my life more. Be honest. Oh, but I'm trying to rebalance my life more. Honest. Gotcha. Thank you, Jules. Thanks for the update. We were were worried about you. And so I'm glad that they they set you free. (laughs) 2.30. I love love a good dad joke. (laughs) I can't help it. It's too good. 2.30. My tooth hurty. Okay. Move on to the next letter? Yeah, sure. Let's and I'm already it. excited. So this okay. one's from Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. It is, <laughs> its subject line reads, crisscross, boycotting pumpkin spice, wet dog smell. And if oh. you hear any cleaning clanks, because our, our wet dog I is. Hear that. Oh, she's eating her food. Okay. Lisa says, hi, Katie and Sean and the OTDM family. How did it do? Says, hope all is well. Friday, I tested positive for COVID, so I guess my time stuck at home is, oh, my time stuck at home is longer for now. I was watching episode 86 and promised that I'd find a picture of me at 15 in 1991 wearing my favorite orange crisscross coat. My favorite song, of course, was Jump. I was so proud of that coat because I, I bought it myself with my job money. Isn't there something about that as a kid? I used to save, save up my money. And uh, on our way to Seaside, Oregon, where we would vacation every summer for just like a long weekend, there was a Doc Martin outlet, or as Sean would call it, an outlet. And we would go to the outlet, and I'd save up my money to be able to buy a pair of Doc Martens, because Doc Martens were super hip then. And it's kind of funny looking back, because at that time, if anybody else grew up, I was born in 83, so if you grew up in the 90s, you like just wanted to be like everybody else. I wanted everything to look just like the cool kids, like I wanted to fit in. But... Now I'm like, I actually had much cooler Doc Martens. So at the outlet, they didn't have like black, brown, like the basic colors. They had like navy blue and maroon. And so mine were like the same style as everybody else's, but different color. And now as a 38-year-old, I'm like, those were fucking awesome. I wear those now. Didn't we just watch a documentary on Doc Martens? Mm-hmm. Not a documentary, just like a YouTube video about how they're made. And that they were always made in the UK. And many still are. But they also have like one another uh, right. Yeah, I forget. I think it might be in China or something. Bangladesh, too. China, or but somewhere. they the guy cut into them, remember, to show us, and they're still like uh, almost just as good. Yeah, he, he claimed that there were some changes, and Doc Martin says that they have not made any changes. Yeah. But he showed a couple, not big changes. But he's yeah. like, well, this is clearly different, and that's a little different there. But it was interesting that the boot itself. Mm-hmm. How, why are we on the topic of Doc Martens? I was just talking about it because uh, when you're a kid, you want everything to look. Oh. You want to look like everybody and be the coolest, and you save up your money. I saved up my money right. to buy it because that's what Lisa's telling us. Yeah, yeah. So, do you want me to go back to the letter? Are you getting, yeah, let's getting go. Because well, I would have. <laughs> I'm turning a new leaf. I, you will notice in 2022 mm-hmm. that I won't be uh, as tangenty. I won't take it a tangent town as much and I will enunciate. <laughs> okay, you guys, you heard it here first. I'm going to try to, you know, I am up mm-hmm. my game a little bit. We we can try. Gotta keep it focused. It's good to have goals. It's good. Maybe I'll even have show notes. I Maybe just feel like that's just not. Subject matter to talk about. Uh, that's fine. You you still had notes today. Well, you, I just said I never three have things. notes. I used to and I don't anymore. Just three things I need to talk mm. about. I need to get it off my chest. The finks. Oh, 
Finks. Not all Finks are contemptible people. Nope. They're just some nice people. I grew up with a lot of Finks. Uh, no more tangents. No more <laughs> okay, tangents. Okay. People like the tangents, by the way. We get a lot of compliments about it. So don't be so hard on yourself. Okay. Now, so her favorite song, of course, was Jump. She brought it with, bought her orange jacket with her own money. I was a weird kid in my group home with a job uh, waiting for another foster home. And I felt invincible in that coat. Through the many foster homes and my run, uh, running away habit that began when I turned 16, I lost it somewhere. That's a bummer. But thanks for bringing back a really happy memory for me. On to coffee. Oh, quickly. Here, let's look at the photo of her in said orange. Oh. It's a cool coat. That is a cool coat, Lisa. Jump. Killer. Oh, look at the crisscross. Oh, my God. <laughs> so cool. Okay. Crisscross fan. I love it. On to coffee. I am a coffee addict. I love regular coffee and most flavors. However, I have to say I despise pumpkin spice coffee. It's I'm the kind it's of person. Not coffee. I mean, she says she likes flavors too. So. Yeah, but it's like cinnamon, nutmeg, plus I don't know what else goes into pumpkin spice. All spice. Maybe. I, I don't, don't know. know. Okay, let's get into this. Yeah. I'm the kind of person who always tries to be kind, but why do people insist on bringing others pumpkin spiced coffee? I'm so confused. Um, there are so many kind, oh, there are so many kind and loving people in my life and they are so generous. So oftentimes people stop by and will bring me a coffee. I'm disabled. And I swear during fall, it is always pumpkin spice. And she doesn't like it. Insert laughy emoji though, by the way. She's like, Haha. I hate pumpkin spice and have never had the heart to tell any, oh, you gotta start telling people, tell people in like late summer or do what i do fake an allergy like i i don't know i used to love this stuff thanks for bringing it to oh, me that's but a good idea. you know what it gives me hives i think it's the nutmeg <laughs> i don't know i don't know but i'm trying to sort it i think nutmeg there's something going on with the nutmeg production because i did not used to get hives i love pumpkin spice by the way but i can't have it anymore yeah maybe oh, that's a good idea that's a really good idea i have an allergy it's not my fault i think there's something with the nutmeg mm -hmm. or you could just say i I love the holiday times, but I don't enjoy pumpkin because I like and insert the other one you like more. I like the peppermint or the the brownie. Blah, 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 Ever since I was kidnapped by the aliens, <laughs> the smell of pumpkin just triggers me, and I I just so you're can't. gonna have to tell someone. But I think Sean's actually probably right since you haven't told them before. Oh yeah, just invent an allergy. Oh, Trust uh -oh. me. What? Oh, Barry Lieberman, shoot. I should probably take that. Should we stop and come back? Yep. Okay, let's get back into Lisa's letter because we've gotten way off topic. She says, the funniest part is that I ask what kind they have and no one ever has pumpkin spice. So I'm assuming that no one else actually likes pumpkin spice. So when they give her a coffee, she's like, oh, what kind do you have? And there's just never pumpkin spice yet. Mm. They're forcing it upon her because they assume she likes it, I guess. You know, Nespresso... <laughs> who I think is one of the leaders in the coffee industry. Mm -hmm. They took the world by storm, but they have a lot of money, right? Because mm -hmm. it's uh, Nestle. They told you. But they, N Nespresso is very good. It's I enjoy delicious. it. A little expensive. Is she coming to join they us? never came out with a pumpkin spice Nespresso. No. And that tells me that. It's not good. I think that Starbucks has shares in cinnamon fields somewhere. They know? might. It's possible. They're just pushing stuff that they own they just already. Want the nutmeg cinnamon fields to really to thrive be profitable so they invented mm -hmm. a fake i mean people love pumpkin i love pumpkin pie 
Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't mind pumpkin spice lattes. I like the little creamer that has the pumpkin spice. They've just gone too far into the sweet area. It's like, too much. T- tone it down. It, yeah. It, you don't even taste the coffee. It's just like a dessert. Like goop. <laughs> I mean, it's not so much like goop because it's still like a drinkable thing. This smells I, like Gwyneth Paltrow. What is this? It's I, pumpkin spice. Pure. She is like the embodiment of pumpkin mm. spice. I bet you her her whole house smells like it. I'm sure. Year round. The pumpkin spice fairy. You mean Gwyneth Paltrow? No, she sold a candle called vagina or something. Pardon me? <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop, they've done some weird shit, man. Yeah, but, but back to the candle. What? Mm. There was a candle called, I think it was like Vagina Smells or what was it called? Anybody remember this? They sold a candle on Goop called Vagina, I believe. I, I remember something about them selling like uh, jade, jade eggs or something. Yep. Vagina Candle Goop. It already knows. Yep. It says, this smells like my vagina. <laughs> A little thing we like to call marketing folks. What do you think? Hmm. I don't know if this candle will sell. It says the now infamous candle was created in collaboration with Goop. Huh. It's by Heretic Perfume. A perfume. Hmm. I don't even know what it really smells like, but apparently like someone's vagina. Um, I would just lie. I'd, I'd put out like pumpkin spice lot. And that's what it smells like. <laughs> How, who's to argue? I don't know you that well. So yeah, here's this candle. Um, Anyways, back to Lisa's letter, because we've gotten on a whole nother tangent. Right. People who give her the pumpkin spice that she doesn't want are never drinking it themselves. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I assume they don't like it either, but they're just trying to be kind. And I'm sure they are trying to be kind. It's like a nice gesture. But I think to Sean's point, you should just tell them like, I have this weird reaction now to pumpkin spice. It's called, I'm revolted. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, but I'd just be like, it just gives me hives. Yeah. Fake get analogy. A little, get a little itchy on the inside, like my mom does when she eats crab, but she eats it anyway. She's like, yeah. I itch on the inside. A it may bit. be immature, but pinch yourself a couple of times. So you get some red marks, <laughs> and uh, then you say, Look, see, they're the hives right there. Just thinking about it. Just thinking give, about give it. myself a little bumpy bump. Psychosomatic uh, mm. reaction to the. I can pumpkin spice no longer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. So it says, Oh boy, I've gotten myself into a predicament. <laughs> So signing off for now as I need to rest. By the way, this is my first time writing and I'm very shy. So bye everyone. Lisa. Oh, she's from South Dakota. Mm. Hi, Lisa from South Dakota. And I'm glad you wrote in and thank you for attaching a photo. And that was a wonderful story. How does that happen? South Dakota. Like we're we're like, we are the Dakotas. And then you just decide we can't live in the same house anymore. We're getting a divorce, but you go north. Yeah. How does that work? Why do they... We were just talking about Why wouldn't about you come the, up with a new, a new name? There was a sign. Was it Seinfeld? No, we were watching some other stand-up or something. But anyway, I wondered about that. Like whatever, what caused South Dakota, North Dakota and West Virginia and Virginia? South Carolina, North Carolina. Why? What happened? Upper Canada, Lower Canada. That's not true. That is true. That's how Canada used to be divided. Oh, I was like, you have, prov- not to tell you about your own country, but there's provinces. Well, this is pre- I had to pre- learn that. about all those in school. Yeah. It's like British Columbia. French uh, Columbia. No. Australian Columbia. Alberta, I think is oh, yeah, next. Oh, yeah, then there's Alberta. And then, isn't there Saskatchewan? Yes, go on. Then, mm-hmm. it's in the middle where you're like, hmm. Yes, it goes. Uh, mm, Saskatchewan is it? Mm, oh, Manitoba. That's yeah. the one I always forget. Because who goes to Manitoba? Oh. Ottawa. I know. Isn't it? No, not Ottawa. Ontario. Yeah. And then Quebec. Then there's uh, P- no more. That's it. That's where the country ends. There's Nova Scotia. There's Newfoundland and PEI. 
Uh-huh. Prince Edward Island. And you're missing And then there's one. the Northern Territories. No, but you're missing a province next to Quebec. They're also French, by the way. A lot of them. I thought I That's where my mother's family's from, but I they weren't I the French. They were Scottish-Irish people, I think. Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, Prince Edward Island. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. New Brunswick, everyone. Oh, I forgot about yeah. it. And then Who you cares have the Northwest Territories. I said that. The Yukon. Oh, it's and Yukon. the one that the they made after I left, Iqualit, Iliqualit. I'm not sure, mm. but it was basically because the Northwest Territories, I think, were too big, so they. Well, it's huge. It's a ginormous swath of land. Yeah, yeah. It's the like tundra. A, I don't know what goes on up there, honestly. Just mining and, you know, helicopters. A lot of fishing. Lots of fishing. Okay. Hunting caribou. I don't know. I'd like to go. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see my all of my uh, my country of birth, my origin. I mean, I haven't seen all of the U.S., so don't feel bad about yourself. I know. There's lots to see, Sean. So much to see. That's why we got to hit the open road. That's why we need a motorhome. We need to take this podcast on the road. Can you imagine if we had a motorhome podcast? How would just little Miss him. over here? She'd be the mascot. Mm. Misbehaving would be painted on the side of the podcast. No, I, refu- uh, I revol- no, refuse. No, <laughs> bad. I do not like uh, driving that much. Uh, well, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I'd rather um, but the idea of having your, your your podcast portable to show up anywhere and you could just set I like and, riding a train mm, I could a train take to podcast the train. would be cool but again what would we do with little miss down here we paint misbehaving on the side of our train car no Roxy nothing she's out she, I didn't even wake her her name I this sent is you. this is our dog is adulting now yeah I sent you a TikTok of how to get them to respond to their name mm-hmm. is it when you say it and they react and look at you give them a little treat or a little bit of food and every time you do that so that then when you say their name they know it's like important and good and they're going to get something for it and so they'll pay attention so that when you give them a command they're more likely to like they're listening to you it's funny though because once you take away the reward for they her just, they continue just, to keep doing it though that's when yes, you're training an animal yes. but like they don't get hip to like hey the rewards aren't here anymore they're just like conditioned well, they, they think that maybe it will come and sometimes it does, right? If we were teaching her something, if we taught her, if we said her name and then had her do another command, she'd get the treat. So she'd be right. like, I listened. And- no, Roxy, when you're using the calculator, you have to press the cosine and then oh, she doesn't get it. Cosine. Give her more cheese. <laughs> Just have a, oh. oh, your dad sent us that amazing, uh, I don't even know what you'd call it, puzzle. Hey, now this is really interesting stuff because the, so it's a puzzle mm-hmm. for canines. Mm-hmm. But there's different levels. There's easy, mm-hmm. there's intermediate, there's advanced. And to see them work the puzzle is amazing. Yeah. And she got he got Roxy the intermediate one because which, it, which is she, funny. His his explanation was kind of cute. He was like, well, you know, you don't want to make her feel stupid. So you don't want to give her advance, but you don't want her to, you know, just win it right away. So we don't want it to be a beginner. So it was good rationale. Yeah, but as she was trying to solve it. She well, was she has to get the flip, treats out. Yeah, and then, and then there's a secret encoder message and it said. Drink more Ovaltine. <laughs> Sons of bitches. No, but she's actually gotten pretty good at it. Yeah. The first couple times it took her longer. Now she's like kind of getting it down where she knows to use her tongue and her nose and she like opens things up and slides them around. But the first time it was like, come hook her crook. She was like going to break that thing. Yeah. But then she broke the top off. They snap back on. It's not like it's broke. But it was just funny. I was like, wow, forceful, forceful. It really opens this way. It, Tried to it show looks her. like a Fisher Price toy, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. It's made by um, this woman. I forget the the story, but I think she's 
out of uh, Iceland or Finland or Norway up in that area, uh-huh. maybe Sweden. I think it's actually Sweden now that I'm talking it out. I forget her name. But anyway, it's a woman who, you know, trains animals and blah, blah. Anyway, she's created this whole company. Keeps her dog happy. Pretty impressive. And her, her, you know what I love about it? And we'll move on. Mm-hmm. But when she's doing the toy, mm-hmm. she... She, her 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 midsection is is wiggling she's like and then her wagging. tail is yeah she's so excited and i know it's because of the treat but i think it's stimulating something in their mind where they're like they're hunting or i don't know if this is true or not but a a woman on tiktok who does those things for her yeah, dog it's on tiktok it's true she doesn't buy the like what we have but she tries to create different games for her dog and she was like i do this when i have to work because it's still stimulating and it wears her dog out which i will say that as someone who reads a lot and researches and writes things like your brain does you're like it makes you tired and she was saying that 15 minutes of a, a difficult puzzle for a dog is like a, she estimates is equivalent to one hour of like exercise and running. that's why i'm exhausted when i tie my shoes mm-hmm. So much work. A lot of brain juice. So much brain juice. I'm all out of my brain juice. <laughs> so try hungry. To, try to get the last little bit out, but it's all gone. Okay. We have another letter. Okay. Let's do it. This, this will from- be the last one, though, because, excuse me, we have to get going. We have a couple of things that have to have happen to today. Uh, well, my brain, you know, I've been using the brain juice, so I'm hungry. No, but I have a phone call at uh, two. We'll just cut this out. On to the next letter. <laughs> on to the next letter it's from christina and it says it's entitled puppy unexpected mishaps and more norwegian she's training us i think it says hi katie sean roxy and the otdm community hi christina says how are you i hope you're doing well we're doing pretty well i would say we're hanging in there yeah tomorrow is new year's new year's eve day new year new look new New attitude new me I already started the positivity, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people start it right at, at the first day of the new year, like they turn the leaf. That's why I don't but like. I did new it two year weeks stuff. early. I like Remember? it. Just yeah, you have you been doing much better. Yeah, so good. I force it though, but you know, you if you force it? the oh, smile, so warm. my hands are cold. Oh yeah, your hands are mm-hmm. cold. What's wrong with you? I was typing. Oh yeah, uh, but you know, if you if you force a smile, uh, smile at everyone. I know they they look at you like uh, is what this is person it? Dwight a serial says. Showing your teeth is a sign of weakness. Yeah, so all I see is a baboon begging for his life. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But, you know, um, so I'm trying to be positive. And whenever I have a negative thought, I try and have five positive thoughts. Like, I am definitely going to kill that person. I'm going to kill them so good. We're going to move on. (laughs) Sean's getting off topic. Okay, I'm kidding, though. But it's true. Mm -hmm. You have to be, you know, put a positive spin on things. and, And I've been trying it and it's been working. So I fought my way to the pit of despair and I'm fighting my way away from the edge of the pit. Stay out. Yeah, exactly. No, not here. Not today. And I watch positive things. I've gotten rid of the negative stuff. I don't watch nearly as much of the news. Yeah, we don't. And it's very nice. I yep. have to, as someone who doesn't like to watch that stuff, I have enjoyed that. Yep. Gotten away from the news. Because even in the morning when it's just quiet in the house, I'm like, it's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I don't need to hear A about just squawking. Stupid. All of it. They're just Local, parrots. national. <laughs> other nations it's all stupid okay let's get back into christina's letter let's do it the first section is entitled response it says in the fight flight freeze episode you either asked or wondered more about my phd and the goal of my phd is to detect biomarkers to try to predict parkinson's disease Mm-hmm. and dementia with Louis bodies. Remember the Louis body studies? Louis bodies earlier. Uh, 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 may I make a suggestion there? Mm-hmm. 
now to be named the St. Louis bodies. Mm -hmm. With St. Louis body bodies earlier rather than try to cure the diseases. Gotcha. So they're trying to predict it or know that it's going to happen before it happens. Got it. Right now they are being diagnosed too late in the stages to do anything to reverse them or even to slow them down. If we could detect who is at risk of developing these diseases way before they even display their typical symptoms, then disease modifying therapies do have the potential to work better and potentially have maximum effect. Early warning systems are fascinating to me. Yeah, the sooner the better, man. Not that this has anything to do with um, the medical field, mm -hmm. but two weeks ago, I'd like to say, there was an early warning system that went off mm -hmm. and it was amazing. Everyone, I don't want to say everyone, but I believe a large swath of Californians were notified of an earthquake that was going to happen via their telephone. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was like 30 seconds before. So it wasn't that great of an advanced warning system, but it's Who coming. has a landline? No, it's a cell phone, like mm. like an mm -hmm. amber alert, but it was an earthquake alert. Oh. And yeah, they're, they're because they're able to predict this happening, mm -hmm. or maybe they just had early signs. Knew it was kind of coming. But the, the sooner we have the information, mm -hmm. the more we can. And uh, with the medical field, especially like the the quicker we can figure that out that something's happening, the less Severe. symptoms or the less harm has been done to your body. Right. Therefore, it's easier, like with what Christina's saying, it's easier to like reverse it or or just stop it. Because what did she say? Modifying the therapies have potential to work better and have maximum effect. And it's like if we have a if I have a sore throat and I go into the doctor and I get antibiotics right away, then it can wipe it out and I'm okay. And yeah. I'm only sick for let's say like five days. If a train, but if I wait. And I don't go to the doctor and that turns into like this cough and a cold and then I get pneumonia. It's, it takes longer and it's like more recovery time. And also my body's been like harmed more. So I think it's just the same as that. Yep. Are we ready to move on? Sure. Okay. Next is dog stories. <laughs> ruff, ruff. In one episode of OGDM, you asked for dog stories. So I thought I would share some here. I don't know if you remember, but I have a dwarf poodle named Penny, and she is now almost 12 years old. I sent a photo of her in a previous letter. I do recall. An old lady with lots of adventures in her childhood. Here is the story of when we first got her. And I can send more dog stories and other letters too. We love them. Keep them coming. It says we got her when she was two months old, but we were able to meet her before that. But we weren't originally going to get her. When we were meeting her for the first time, the breeder handed me a puppy. I didn't feel as I thought I should, doting, loving, and attachment, nothing. So I thought to myself, this isn't her, is it? Turns out, it wasn't. The lady realized she had handed us the wrong puppy. So took that one out of my hands and replaced her with Penny. And it might sound silly, but I immediately felt the connection hmm. and an attachment to her. For some reason, I just knew that Penny was our dog. She was very sweet, and at that point, she was so small that she fit in my two hands. That's like when we got Corny Dog. I think my mom might have pictures of her, of him, but he was just like, just a little baby. He was like eight or ten weeks old, just, just a baby, and I could hold him in my hands. Hopping forward to when we got her home, the first night, we put a newspaper down, and the breeder was very good at training the puppies because she knew where to go to the bathroom. We bought a little, I'm not sure what it's called in English, but it's like a little dog house made of material for inside. Also like a little dog bed, but a house, indoor dog house, I guess. A I don't crate. know what you'd call it either. Hmm? The crate like we have? No, it says made out of material that's for inside. 
Oh, and it can be used for transporting a dog. So yeah, maybe like a crate or a kennel, a little baby kennel. That was where she was going to be sleeping. Definitely. And I set it up next to the couch downstairs and I was going to be sleeping on the couch so that I could get up quick enough to let her out in the yard frequently during the night to start potty training her. Super smart. Except it didn't really work out that way. I put her in her little house and said good night to her. Then I laid on the couch. Five minutes later, I hear her whining. She's a puppy. They cry. Oh, our snorts. I look down and there she is begging to come up. But I was going to be a strict mom. I was in eighth grade at this time. It's funny how at a certain, I was that way too with Corny. Like I trained him and I was probably, I don't know, like in sixth or seventh grade. So around early teen years. And I was like that too. I was like, he's going to be a good dog. I'm going to be a good dog. Mom will do all the things, you know. Well, you don't want them to reflect poorly on you. No, because you're their mommy. So I told her to go lie down, but she wouldn't. So I had to get up and pick her up and put her back in her house. I said, good night. Went to lie down on the couch. Five minutes later, whining again. Sue, um, oh, I don't, I think it's a typo. It says Sue enough. Penny was down near the couch wanting to come up. Soon enough, I think is what it's supposed to say. Penny was down near the couch wanting to come up. It was so late because we had to drive about four hours to get her and then four hours back again. In tiredness and a need for sleep because I had to go to school the next day. I picked her up and told her it was just going to be for one night. (laughs) Famous last words. I was so scared of crushing her in my sleep by rolling over in things that I slept in one position all night. My arm held out with her sleeping in the crook of my arm. And I woke up the next morning not being able to move my arm at all. (laughs) Hello. I got dead arm. And 12 years later, she's still sleeping in the bed with either me or my parents. Penny knew you were a softy. She's had a whine a couple times. They'll break you. Dogs (laughs) Mm -hmm. will break you. Next story is entitled Unexpected Mishaps. Okay. In the episode of Hair Pieces and the Texas Cockroach. I love the names of our episodes. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh. Hair Pieces and Texas Cockroaches. I mean. It's like back when, it's like probably three or four months ago. You asked for unexpected mishaps. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but I also previously wrote in a letter about the system in Norway for working towards your driver's license. Yeah. Yes. I remember this. I finally took the test and passed on my first go. So I am a legal, independent driver. Woo woo. However, the day of my test, I would say there were unexpected mishaps that day. We get about 45 minutes of prep time to drive around a bit with our instructor in order to calm down. That's kind of nice. Get your your jitters out. Um, Before our test with the examiner, and I was so nervous that day that I made so many mistakes when I was driving with my instructor that I thought for sure... I was not going to pass. I was driving and I didn't see the speed limit a few times. So when he asked me what the speed limit was, I didn't know. I used the wrong lane going around the roundabout and I forgot the right hand rule. In Norway, the law is that you have to yield for the person to your right, except if you are on a priority road or if you are in a roundabout. My instructor informed me that if you do not yield to, for the person to the right one time during your test, you automatically fail. This made me more nervous, understandably so. When it came to my test, we pulled up to the test center and waited for the examiner to come out. I had prepared a lot for the technical side of the test by studying the list of questions that the school had handed to us. Questions about identifying where the motor oil is and how heavy a trailer you're allowed to drive with with your car. I know there's so many crazy things like high beams, low beams, fog lights. How far can people be when you have to turn them on and off? Do you remember that? 
crazy stuff. How to find the correct tire pressure. How to measure the pressure. What all the letters and numbers mean on the tires. We did not have to know that. It's very thorough. The examiner came out, checked my ID, and then explained how things were going to go. She spoke in Norwegian. You're going to give me five uh, Norwegian dollars. I'm, I'm going to turn a blind eye. I'm going to sign the paper. And away and you go. And off you go. We're both happy. You tell anyone, you're dead. That's what the person said. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it's exactly. It's like Norway. you read this already. Yeah. She spoke in Norwegian, but she had a different dialect than what I'm used to. So it was already extra nervous thinking I wouldn't be able to understand her. Mm. Well, that would make me nervous. The first part of the test was the technical questions part. I was ready. I was prepared. Mm-hmm. The first task she asked of me, check the windshield wipers. I hesitated. I hadn't gone over this. Are the windshield wipers working? Yes. No. Oh yes. My God, what is that joke? <laughs> <laughs> but I remember my dad saying at one point that you have to run your fingers over the rubber part to make sure there's no stones or grit or anything stuck to the wipers and check that they're not wearing out or have any tears in them. Very smart. You check them out. So I did that before turning on the car to check that they moved properly. I got out of the car and told the examiner that everything was working properly. She had a poker face. So I couldn't tell if I did the right things or not. Nervous. Her next question. I didn't understand. And I was internally panicking. You know what they should do during these tests Mm -hmm. when you're under duress? Mm -hmm. If you got that section right, just let them know, yes, that's right. I know. Because then the nerves are screwing you up. You're like, yeah, I know my stuff, man. I studied. Like, don't make me stress out all the way through the test. I need an attaboy every question. I mean... That's a lot. Also, think consider regular tests where you answer everything and then you submit it and you're like, did I do okay? I don't know. I don't test very well. <laughs> Clearly. Need to add a boy after every question. Good job, Sean. Good job. Should I circle A, B, C, ten out or of ten. D? Ten out of ten. Thank you. Okay. See, her, if you could just be, be next to me during the exam. Mm-hmm, I could do that. Thank you. Great job, baby. Her next question I didn't understand and I was internally panicking. I decided to ask if she could ask it in English. I figured that if they had handed me the questions in English and I was able to take the theory test in English, then surely they would have been, uh, they would have technical questions in English. She did. And she read it to me in English. I was then able to respond in English. And she Uh asked me, or she had asked what the negative consequences were if the windshield wipers are not working as they should, or if they are damaged in any way. I just ran through everything I could think of. Well, they could damage the window if there's grit or small stones stuck into the rubber part. You can get into an accident if you can't see properly. The wipers aren't able to properly clear the window if they're torn, and etc. She ended up cutting me off because I was in a nervous chatter mode. Again, poker face. So many things could happen. I mean, you know. I don't know. I mean, it could get so wet that I just drive off the road and then I die. And then, I don't know. I mean, what if it's snowing? It could just cover it completely. And then. All right, we're moving on right, Sam. <laughs> I get that way too. You start talking faster and faster and faster. It was now time for the actual driving part of the test. She let me know that I was in total control of the driving and that all she would be doing was telling me directions. She had a poker face the entire duration of the driving time, which was about 45 minutes. During the driving part of the test, I was very aware of the right-hand rule, as well as everything else. At one point, I saw a car on the right, but it didn't stop because it looked like it stopped to pick someone up. I saw this very clearly. After going by the car, I began to have internal dialogue with myself again because I wasn't sure if that car was stopped. I wasn't sure if the instructor saw that the car was parked. I thought I didn't obey the right hand rule. And then I started to think that I failed because I didn't yield. My instructor told, uh, my instructor told my, me the total drive time would be an hour. 
And when we headed back after only 45 minutes, I thought for sure I failed because I didn't yield. And then as soon as you make a mistake, they take you back because there's no point in continuing. Mm. I parked. I turned the car off. Mm -hmm. And I waited. Silence. Mm -hmm. Examiner, you did very well, but there are a few things that you could improve upon. My thoughts, oh, no, oh, no, 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 I failed. (laughs) Examiner, congratulations, you passed your driving test. Me, pause, look, process, smile. Thank you so very much. The examiner then gave me some feedback and explained what to watch out for in the future. This was a great relief to me because the test itself cost $600. And there's been a really long, there's been really long waiting lines here. That's crazy because I don't, I think ours costs like what, 50 bucks? I don't even know. I've got to look it up because it's nothing like that. That's a significant cost. And it's like only for the rich. Right. Like who can afford $600? I think my mom would be like, good luck to you. Let's just, you know. That seems rather classist. I mean, obviously owning a vehicle is expensive in and of itself, but to make it cost prohibitive. In Texas, it costs $75. Hmm. I can check. Uh, Do you remember what it cost? In California? I do not. No, in um, Canada. Canada. $45. To take the test, I don't recall. To... Oh, 35, the fee in Washington is 35 to apply for your license, to get your license, and 45 to actually get a license. One chance to pass the test is allowed with those fees. So that would be uh, 45 plus 35, so it would be, what, $75? I'm not allowed doing math after the last episode. 80, it'd be 80 bucks. So that's not bad, 75, 80. That's not bad at all. No, I mean, it's still, it's money, you know, but like I had a job at that point. My dad was driving me to work, so I had to use my own monies, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. I went on my birthday. Okay. More Norwegian words. As always, pronunciations and translations are in the PS. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Hund. Hund. Valp. Fjore. Fjore. Fjorkort. Bestat. Bestat. Is an A with an umlaut over it? What is that? That's not an umlaut. It's a circle. Oh, yeah. It's a single umlaut. Bestat. I'm going to go bestat. What would that make the A? Would that be an E? Bestet? Bestet. Bestick? I don't know. I'll say O and you say E. All right. Okay, P.S. Now here's the answer. How much is this test going to cost us? Oh, it's dog. Hound, yeah. Yeah. A hound. A hound. But it's H, so... Oh, hold on. I did not zoom in the way that I'd hoped. Hound. 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 Valp. Valp. I was right. Puppy. Oh, I didn't get the... K is S. S J. Sure. Sure. Boy, oh boy. Drive. For court. For a court. court. For a court. For a court. For a court. That's driver's license. Mm -hmm. Driving license. Bestocked. Oh. Bestocked. Passed. Awesome. We're getting a little bit better, but not very much. Can you use that in a sentence? Uh, No. The fur court uh, bestut. Uh, I already, I already, I have to get back into it. Valp, the valp the hund. dog, the dog passed his driving test. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. It'd have to be. Um, yeah, there's not. There's not enough for a full sentence. Am, okay. I, am I boring you? No, you're not boring me. Do we have time for one more? Or is that it? Uh, we'll do one more, and then we got to go. Okay. Last letter is from Oscar. 
Hello, Oscar. And it's entitled Bars and Birthdays. Do it. I'm excited. It says, Dear Katie and Sean, I'm 17 years old and I'm homeschooled and I'm a fan of both of your podcasts. All right. I've been meaning to write in for a while, but I've been busy taking some college classes as part of my senior year of high school. Tremendous. That's amazing. One course is an intro to psychology class and it's very good, but time consuming. I don't like Skinner. Me neither. Those poor rats. The Skinner box. He... Essentially, it's like classical and operant. Well, okay. It's basic learning. So in psychology, you, you'll you end up, if, if you want to go on to become a therapist or in some, or get your master's in psychology or whatever, you end up taking a course, I think even an undergrad called learning, where you learn about classic operant um, conditioning. And that's like, essentially the, like Pavlov. Pavlov is like classical conditioning where you pair mm-hmm. one thing to another and then there's uh, positive and negative reinforcements. And that's why he doesn't like Skinner. So Skinner did these studies on rats. And he has what, or he created this thing, what is known as the Skinner box. Now, the Skinner box was you put these rats in the box. And if they hit the lever, they get a food pellet. And so he proves that, you know, you can teach them to hit that lever and they'll get the, they get the reward and they'll keep doing it. And even when you remove the reward, they keep hitting that box. They're like, where the fuck is that pellet? Hello, know, hello. I'm, I'm the same way with the ice in our fridge. Hey, 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 hey. When it's not working, I still press and I'm like. Yeah. So the, so anyways, um, so there's that. Then when you want to get them to stop doing something like quickly using a negative reinforcer, he would electrify it so that they hit the thing and then they get a little shock and then they wouldn't do it anymore. And it's really, you feel bad for the rats. So I didn't like, and even did somewhere electrified the bottom of their cage in certain parts i hated it hated it but i talk about it in my book traumatized because i talk about you know uh, classical conditioning and how you can learn and unlearn things and i had to do i had to even look this up and like dig into my old papers but in undergrad we had to i think it was like uh skippy or spiffy or it's not peanut butter but it was a rat game we had a computer game where you had to train your rat so you had to prove and it was like you had to do the studies like he had done to show that you had trained them to do something. You comprehend to how mm-hmm. it works. Okay. So you'd be like, oh, I trained the rat to hit the the lever and he gets the food pellet. And so it's like you've done the, the study. Then they're like, okay, well, now I want you to cease that. So then you'd have to like not give it any food pellets or electrify, you know. So anyway, that's who Skinner is. And that's why Oscar is like, hate, hated it. And I agree. So ethics is what he, he has a problem mm-hmm. with. Like, uh, you feel bad for the rats. Oh, okay. It's not even the worst of things they've done, but... We killed know. a rat just last week. A big one. A, I think we already told them. A big fucking rat. A huge rat. <laughs> well, we didn't kill it, but we did hire the, uh, the, the assassin. Oh, yeah, the, the exterminator. Because it was in the ceiling. Yeah. I think we told them about this last week. Okay, let's go on with Oscar's okay. letter. Yeah. It says, you may already know the answers to the questions you had in episode 79, but just in case, a bar in a rap song is pretty much what it is in music generally, but with some different uses depending on who's talking about the rap song. I've heard it used most often to talk about something in a song that sounds particularly good or is really clever, like a double entendre. Mm. In episode 80, you talked about cancel culture. I do think too many people are canceled, but I do think that cancel culture does have some use. Like when an important figure does something really wrong, like sexually harasses or assaults, they should be canceled. But canceling them won't stop the behavior. The environment needs to change for the behavior to change. I agree. Canceling can make people aware of 
um, of the problems, but it can't do much more than that. People need to understand what's wrong with sexual harassment, which means education. I agree. Canceling is just is almost like bullying. It's like you're bullying someone out of doing something versus expose exposing them. Yeah. Like exposing ca- culture. No, that would probably be. No, it's like you can shine a light on something that's happening, yeah. but to Oscar's point, it's not going to they're not going to change what they do unless Shame is a pretty powerful tool and if you shame somebody for bad behavior or shun them, well, you shame them first, then you shun them. But we find through research, through psychological research, when it comes to children, so let's just treat everybody like children because we are inevitably all like children. It's best to actually take something away from them versus punish them. So it's best to have, instead of a negative reinforcement or a negative punishment, right? Instead of punishing someone and being like... like, Instead of electrifying the rat, what would you do? You remove the food pellets and then they'll stop doing it takes a little bit longer but it's much more effective mm. and skinner proves that in his studies also because you're not introducing like a trauma or a fear-based response they're just like oh i'm just not getting this reward anymore which is why like you don't reward the bad behavior yes but you which would be like because i don't like people on the internet who spend their whole channel just shitting on others i think they should be demonetized oh. so that would be the removal of the food pellet I saw, like you're hitting this bar and you're not getting the food pellet. So stop talking trash on this person. You don't know. But it is we find that that's to be that's more effective. So when you are wanting to get your child to stop doing something like if we want, you know, Roxy girl to stop jumping on us, then she needs to get no reward from it. That's why you just turn away mm-hmm. from her. Right. And it will slowly cease. It takes longer than like smacking her yeah. or something. But then they'll be afraid. And that ends up then they can be aggressive like they found rats to be like, ah, like they'd get mad and fight with each other or do something. And so the healthiest way is actually removal, which is why it's actually good. Like if your child won't adhere to, uh, let's say, video game restrictions, like, oh, you can only play your video games for this amount of time. And then you catch them playing them when they're not supposed to. The best thing is just take it away. Hmm. And then you only give it to them in that time frame. Anyway, so long story short. Okay. And I agree with Oscar, like you need to educate people a lot of times, not to say people don't know they're doing wrong, because sometimes people are acutely aware and are just bad actors. Yeah. But some people just don't know. And I think a lot of the problems I have with like woke culture and cancel culture is that people don't feel safe to say anything because they're afraid of misspeaking. Like I just recorded a podcast for AKA and I was talking about. I don't, I forget the person's question. It was about like sexuality and exploring your sexuality through therapist and how would you do that healthfully? And I talk through kind of like what I know, but at the end I'm, I tell everybody, I'm like, Hey, I'm just trying to learn. So like, if there's something that I said that you don't agree with, or I should verbalize this this way, or I use the wrong term for whatever, just let me know. But it never, like if people are just going to hate on each other and cancel, ah, you said transgenders, that's rude. Fuck you then people can't learn and then nobody gets smarter. Like we don't actually understand. We just don't use those words anymore. We're just like, I'm just going to pretend that doesn't exist. Cause that's what I've even found myself doing that where I'm just like, I don't want to touch that because yeah, well that's self uh, self censorship and mm-hmm. it's, it's very dangerous mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. If people are afraid to, to explore ideas. Yeah. I can't even have that idea. Uh, well, I feel fortunate. Publicly. We have such a lovely community that usually like it's rare that yeah. people in our community like get angry, you know, you know I, I really think whenever I see a negative comment, um, 
typically we're the only one that sees them because i don't even look well no like <laughs> if i see a negative comment on, mm-hmm. on this podcast which is really really rare mm-hmm. but if it's something completely snarky or really mean i know that it's not a real listener um, oh, it's just totally. someone coming by and throwing garbage. Oh, it's I, like a litterer, someone who litters out of their car. They throw a Big Mac yeah. container or wrapper yeah, right and, and keep there. driving. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're you're not really here for for what it is. people know. What our I guess what I'm trying to say is people know what our intentions are, and yeah. that we're we're not mean people, and no. we're open to learning. And well, and if we don't allow for education, then it will never get better. It'll just become things that we don't talk about, like landmines. We just avoid. Yeah. You're not perfect when you're born, and you you you're going to go through life. You're going to learn. You're going to explore. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get burned by touching a hot stove. Uh, but you don't you, go back and touch it. Yeah, exactly. I had a litterer on Instagram recently because I used the word crippling depression. Mm-hmm. And they're like using the word crippled is offensive and ableist, and it's outdated. And I can't believe you'd use that term. You should be ashamed of yourself. I was like, I clicked on their name and I was like, they don't even follow me. And so I just restricted them. So their comments will never pop up. Well, yeah, and then I deleted it. They're not there for the conversation. They're there for shaming. Mm-hmm. Look at me, virtue signaling. I'm, yeah, so, I'm much so much smarter than you. I'm so much better than you. And I'm like, anybody who has crippling anxiety can feel crippled by it. And I don't think that's an offensive term. And it honestly. It's a word in the English language. Yeah. It and means, I'm not using it in a derogatory way. Yeah. And if you're offended, remember, our opinions don't matter. But also the thing that I do feel Marissa Ross, a friend of mine, said this on her Instagram. And I always I still recall it in my brain sometimes because I'm like, this is the truth. Is she's like, for anybody out there who thinks they have a right, because she deals with a lot of hate. I don't I actually don't really understand why. She's not an offensive person in my mind. She's just like a wine drinker who tells you how to pick good wines. Anyway, I find her very fun and I also really like her personally, but she, she gets like a lot of hate and she took a, like six months off of Instagram. She was like, I don't think it's good for my mental health, but this like years ago, she said, if you think that you have a right to come into my space and say whatever you want, and I don't have a right to censor you or delete you, then you don't understand the nature of social media. And she's like, this is a dictatorship. This isn't a democracy. It's my space. I've created it. And if you want to create your space, I'll catch you in 10 years when you catch up to me when you've been online for as long as I haven't been dealing with what I've been dealing with. She's like, and then you can say whatever you want. She's like, but until then, stay out of my comments. Yeah, like I I take care of our backyard at our house. Mm -hmm. If every day I saw someone throwing shit over the fence into my backyard Mm -hmm. and I didn't know the person, they just kept walking, you know, they're throwing Mm -hmm. their dog shit in our backyard, I'd be pretty pissed off and i personally would never walk by someone's yard if i yeah. didn't like their yard and, throw shit and then throw shit in it and I, that's what you know boiled down to its simplest way of describing it someone else has created a backyard mm-hmm. it's not your backyard you can look in the backyard that's fine but if you don't like it just walk on yeah well that's you, the you thing is hang like, out in that backyard like that person leaving that comment i was like just don't watch the video then yeah you know shame on you your grass is terrible <laughs> I'm in the backyard. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, I always think that like, just go on to something else. Yeah. You don't have a right. There's no rights on social media. Like I have a right to my voice. No, people can just delete comments. Don't be an asshole. I'm sorry you're feeling so angry that you felt like you needed to pop around and leave shitty comments on a bunch of people's things. Bye-bye. The fighter of justice or fighter for justice. Yeah. What, 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 justice-y. what justice is that? I don't even I don't know. know. Okay. So. 
back to uh, we got way off topic sorry but we have a lot to say about that because we've been online for a long time and i find as i spend more and more time online my tolerance for that kind of behavior has gotten to like zero like i have zero percent tolerance yeah because it's not done in a way of education or understanding your compassion it's like i'm better than you shame on you and i'm like you don't know me i think it's a lack of education but Mm -hmm. i'll leave it at that Oh, we're done talking. Okay. No, I don't. I mean, I could, I would love to have a, a discussion at length in person with somebody about this over Who's a cup a troll? of coffee. No, not necessarily. Like, I understand what a troll does and it's, mm-hmm. it's to elicit a response because they're, they're, they're up to no good. They're, well, that's and, why I felt like that person was being a troll. Yes. Because they clearly really no don't good. know they're, me. They're, they're getting a kick out of shitting on someone. Yeah. And, uh, or, or, or they're, sharing their or pain. they're really like, they feel virtuous by, by doing this. Yeah. Like, look at me. That, you know? Yeah. That was definitely what that was. And both of those are, I think in their behaviors, but mm-hmm. I think they're, they're negative behaviors that aren't needed to, to put, to push the ball forward for us to yeah. you know, advance as a society. There was a clip from Elon Musk I saw recently where he was talking about like woke culture and how dangerous he thinks it is because it's so incredibly divisive and uneducated. I'll have to find out. This guy, he thinks he's smart or something. (laughs) Elon Musk. But he wasn't saying he was smart or whatever. He was just saying that like treating people the way that he thinks it's, it's like, oh, he said it was filled. He thinks that woke culture is born out of like hate and fueled by rage. And until there's actual conversations, so people can learn from one another that nothing will change and they're actually making things worse. And I was like, I could see that. Like, I don't necessarily always agree with what Elon Musk says, but I do think it's it's most of the time hate-filled or rage-filled. And that hate can be their own personal hate for themselves or their hate for, you know. What they're seeing out in the world. Mm-hmm. And that, well, yeah. Especially with COVID, a lot of people are angry. I think that's what's like fueled a lot of chaos in person and online. Why people are like fighting on airlines and stuff. Okay, let's get out of the pit of despair. Let's finish up Oscar's letter. But we didn't go into the pit of despair. We just looked <laughs> and saw. We observed. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, no, no. Today. But this is fun. A cool and interesting fact about me is that Roxy and I share a birthday. Hey, oh. May 6th. Whoop, whoop. That's my claim to fame. It's an amazing claim to fame. It says, finally, Sean, I know that you're interested in Canadian rappers. Yes. There is an independent rapper named Dax, D-A-X, that you might enjoy. One of my favorite songs of his is Joker. And one of my favorite lines or bars, hey, 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 we can all learn new things, says he spends all his money on mental health books. (laughs) I appreciate those lines because they show me that we can all struggle and need to be informed about mental health. Keep up the good work. Sincerely, Oscar. Thanks for writing in. Thank you, Oscar. We'll have to check out that rapper. That's really cool. Excellent letter. And I do like it when communities that normally don't maybe talk as much about mental health do. Like I've talked, this is years and years ago now, but Kid Cudi, a rapper, went into treatment for suicidal thoughts. And he was very open about it, how he struggled with depression and how it scared him. And that's why I reached out for help. And he like encouraged people to do the same. And I really think stuff like that's important because sometimes we see celebrities as like, not having the same problems as us or being stronger, better. You know, it's like athletes. People think athletes are above it. That's why I appreciated Carrie Price going into essentially what's kind of like rehab for hockey players because if they don't do it, I mean, it's, it's not good for them. First of all, we should all take care of ourselves. But secondly, they're, they are role models whether they want to admit it or not. And, and taking that stand and talking about it openly, I think is really important because you could encourage other people to do the same. And I apply that role model thing to anybody on social media and online that your influence, we talk about influencers, but you're influencing people for good or for bad, depending on what 
actions you're taking. And if you can be open, if you feel okay doing it, if you can be open about some positive change you're making, I think it's good. Yeah. Listen, the way technology is moving so quickly, we're able to communicate ideas in an instant. I can upload something from my phone that can be shared around the globe. Mm -hmm. Most people in the world have access to that within an instant. It's really powerful stuff, let alone trying to gather your ideas and, and, and share them succinctly. Mm -hmm. One of the best things that's ever come out of technology, I think, even though we're, we're, we're fumbling around right now and not doing a great job of using it, it's because it's in its infancy and we don't really know what these tools are yet. But the, the, the greater part of humanity is how we're using them. When you look at, when you look for cases of using it properly, mm -hmm. like we're, we're really moving the ball forward for mental health. So if one person who everyone looks up to, let's say Carrie Price, mm -hmm. uh, says, you know what, guys, and he says it on social media, mm -hmm. by the way, using tools, like he doesn't just enter a program. Yeah, and like not say anything. He, he makes a public statement and, mm -hmm. and then this gets passed around. I mean, when that happened, mm -hmm. so many people were passing that information around like, oh my gosh, look what this guy did. And some people and other left shitty clip. comments. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There's always going to be someone who, who makes some stupid comment. Um, they're usually journalists, but... Uh, but Journalism that information trickled listen. down and, and the people who are digitally native, like kids who are born into this, mm -hmm. you know, they get information from this great hockey player yeah. who says, hey, it's okay to, to have uh, days where you struggle. And I think that that's so powerful. The, the promise of what social media or these tools, or these technologies that allow mm -hmm. us to communicate are so powerful. Of course, we're going to have some bumps along the way. Yeah. You know? And even Carrie Price doing this, um, speaking specifically to that instance, it encouraged other hockey players to speak out too. Yeah. And to talk about the problem with opioid, like Robin op Leonard. Mm -hmm. And he was speaking actually prior to Kerry talking he's about. He's a scary dude too. Yeah, big sw uh, he's Swedish a big guy. Swedish guy crazy with a tattoos. shit ton of tattoos. Yeah. And he's like a badass. He's a goalie also. Yeah. Talking but about he, drug abuse. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, he didn't do it in a shaming way. He no. said, but this is what's going on. And, you know, we need to talk about it openly. Well, and he kind of threatened. Hiding. He's like, I'll start naming names if things don't improve. Like, mm -hmm. we need to make things better. And I, I do think, you know, sometimes you have to kind of push things forward. And kind of to Oscar's point in the letter, like, that, yes, you could see that as like, can't, like, he's threatening not to cancel, but he's threatening to, like, shine a light on something yeah. and i don't think that's a bad thing i think that's actually the positive side of kind of like the cancel culture thing is it shines light on things that we might not be aware of if someone didn't speak out about it right how would we know i'm not in the nhl yeah i don't know what they do there and i'm not carrie price or i'm not leonard i like to i haven't had that happen so for them to to shine the light and say that i think is really powerful and then the component of education where he's like we need to talk more about this this needs to be you know better managed and i think when you can have real conversations with people and not just shout online, that's when change actually happens. And I think the NHL and a lot, I'm sure a lot of other, you know, professional sports have this, but the fact that they have that protocol, like they just go into the thing. I wonder if the transition from being keyboard warriors and comment mm -hmm. section activists, mm -hmm. you know, because people are frustrated, so they voice their opinion. And, and I think there's probably some grain of like, they, they want to be a better person. That's why they're, doing these sorts of things, mm -hmm. uh, cancel culture. If when we make the jump into the metaverse, if that's going to start to fall by the wayside because people are going to be communicating instead yeah, like of like person to person, kind of even though it's like avatar to avatar, avatar to avatar. But as mm -hmm. the avatars get better mm -hmm. and 
you know, we're not just doing keystrokes. It'll feel more real, probably. Yeah, if you hear someone's voice, you yeah. know, and, and... Well, I think that's that's different in general, yeah. Will little, this calm down in the metaverse? Stay tuned. We just got to... I don't want to get into the metaverse. It's the freaks It's me coming. Out, you know, I like the real world. I like the real world, not the... Which one? Like the one that we're in. I don't like... I'm talking about real world, like the old live, uh, like first reality TV shows. Oh, the real world. Oh, yeah. Season real two. World Seattle. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, we got to get out of here. Okay. Have a wonderful weekend. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to us ramble. Yeah, take care of yourselves. Do something fun. Don't worry about New Year's resolutions. Make a small goal you can do this week. Yeah. That's what I think. All right. That's what Thanks I think. for tuning oh, in. She's, oh, she's off the bed. Okay. Love you guys. Have a good one. We'll Bye. see you soon. Bye.